0: What's happening, guys? Episode four. We have Alex and we have a special guest, Paul. Paul for those Paul. of you that don't know, Paul is my tattoo artist. He is the basically the man behind my sleeve that everybody comments on Instagram. So, Paul, thanks for joining us today. Yeah, How's it going? No problem,
1: man. Thank you, thank you for having me in. Yeah, he fixed that shit up pretty
2: good. <laughs> 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 yeah, it was it was a uh, it was a little rough at first, but we still got to work on it a little ways. Yeah.
0: Well, it's summertime, so I'll, I'll be there right, after summer. Right, I know. <laughs> I might be
2: in that water, <laughs> out in that sun, running around, doing your Spartan races.
0: Doing my Spartan, getting dirty, all mm-hmm. that. Take care of it, though. Sunscreen's right. there. Um, basically, Paul, for those that don't know you, which is everybody, That's right. give us a little background. Where you started from, where you are born?
2: Well, I'm originally here from San Diego. Uh, I grew up in Hamul. My, my mom and uh, grandma and everybody were out that way, so I'm from there. Uh, from way east, way man. Way east, way east county. <laughs> uh, now nah, so far east anymore, man. There's so many people out there. It's, yeah. it don't. It's 25 minutes from here. Yeah, yeah. It's actually not that bad. And there's a gang of people that want to live out there now. It's ridiculous. Uh,
1: uh, why would that be though? Is it like just because housing is so cheap out there? Well, or what? Cheap? No.
2: It's like the new million dollar community. Is it really? Oh, oh shit. No, yeah, oh, never mind. <laughs> yeah, it's it's hard. <laughs> but you know, you're kind of rural, and you're still 25 minutes from downtown with no traffic. You know, so you, you're not. Yeah. You're 25 minutes from the beach. It's not like living in Ramona or you know, way out there
0: for that privacy sake, too. Yeah, you know,
2: mm-hmm. my my grandmother, I guess, was uh she had some. She was paranoid because of Frank, and my grandfather was a master chief in the navy. And so when they moved out there, it's because she couldn't hang around in the city no more.
1: Really.
2: So it was to get away from yeah, yeah. everybody.
1: A master chief, damn. Yeah. that's it's pretty hardcore.
2: Yeah, he was he was yeah. he was pretty hardcore dude. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> right on, dude. One of those, you know, I'm, I'm old, so he was one of those old timers. Old timers, really? Yeah. yeah,
1: yeah. Oh, even to get to that level in the navy, like. He must have been there. Wait, he retired. Yeah, he d- he
2: did twenty five years there, and then worked for the Grossmont Quimacra School District, or no Grossmont School District, as a engineer, I think, oh. if I remember correctly. Well,
1: well,
0: cool, cool. So, cool. Yeah. Um, so uh, how how'd you get into tattooing? How's so the it was there?
2: it was pretty random. I started off as a piercer. Okay. I've been piercing. Let's see, this year, in shop, uh, I started in tattoo shops. Twenty years next year. Uh, I started piercing when I was 19, but we made it start by making body jewelry. And you know, as the owners of the body jewelry company, they would we'd bring our friends over, and they'd be like, "Oh, pierce me, pierce me." And then so they just started teaching us how to do it. And one day, I was trading some. My father lived in Texas, and I was trading some body jewelry for a tattoo from a guy I used to talk to on the phone that made orders with me. And we went out there, and he was tattooing my dad. Someone came in and wanted a piercing. He's like, "You know how to pierce, right?" And I was like, "Yeah." He's like, "Go do that for me." And I was like, "Okay." And uh, I did it, came out, and it came out real nice. And he was like, you want to work here? And I was like, mm-hmm. yeah, I don't know. Never left San Diego before. You know, 21 years old, never left the house. Yeah. Like,
1: Was that in Texas at yeah, the time? Yeah, it was in Texas. Okay. It was
2: in uh, Arlington, Texas. Arlington, Texas. I worked at some uh, shop. First shop was Tribal Image next to a hole in the wall, <laughs> hood-ass
1: stripper joint. It was great at 21. <laughs> I, feel like, I, feel like, I feel like tattoo shops and stripper joints go hand by hand, and right? We shared the same parking lot. <laughs> right.
0: Same clientele, too.
2: Oh, man. <laughs>
1: Were you an artist, though, before you even got into it? Because you say you started using piercings. Did, did man, you I, draw, I would be lying
2: then. if I said I was drawing all the time and doing all that kind of stuff. That wasn't the case at all. Um, it was more just I was doing something with my friends. And then when I got offered the job, I was like, you know, I remember t- I remember asking the guy that hired me. I was like, hey, I'm making $300 a week. You know, can you guarantee me $300 a week? And he right. laughed at me. You know what I mean? He's like, yeah, I think I think we we'll get you covered. <laughs> and when I moved out there, I went from making $300 a week to making like $800 a rack a week right. at 21 years old. Yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah, so yeah. it was It was not bad at all. And a lot of it went <laughs> <laughs> uh, to strippers. <laughs> we we'll, we'll just party in June. We we'll work till two o'clock in the morning. So yeah. in Texas, the only. Like if you want to go after work to have some beers, the only places you'd go to were full new titty bars. Yeah. Because they were open till four AM and you could take your own beer in there. So if we closed up at two, all the service people like bartenders and stuff around the area, Let's they would that. they would go there and hang out there. You'd see everybody partying yeah. after work and right. I'd go to four or five o'clock in the morning. You know what I mean? Fucking living. Be back work at work at noon next day and doing it all over again. Yeah. <laughs> it was it was it was Shit. good times. it's definitely a, a culture shock going from way east county. Right, <laughs> right. To watching motherfuckers shoot each other at the end of the night, Holy leaving shit. the titty bar. Oh, it really? Was super it was a wild good. out there, yeah, man. It was, it was a wild west in those days yeah. in, in that part of Arlington.
1: Yeah.
2: It's just, uh, have you ever been to
1: Texas? passed by it never really yeah Yeah, there's no reason (laughs) 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 where where the
2: stadium is like the new texas stadium uh we were like a mile down the road from there okay so it was uh 360 in texas it was highway 360 and it's like central you have dallas on one side and fort worth on the other and arlington was kind of in the center mass Mm -hmm. and so we were right off of a highway and you could come from one city and like everything down the street was either titty bar bar pool hall titty bar full new titty bar I mean there was like 5 yeah. titty bars within 2 it, miles. Yeah. It was like
3: the
1: so at the Mecca the Mecca of stri- the strip. <laughs> uh, yeah, the Mecca <laughs> of the titty bars it's over there.
0: Like basically if it's not Vegas it looks like a little TJ. Well yeah, in you know, <laughs> we, like even here in San shows, shows and shit. <laughs>
2: we don't have a nightlife here really. No. Like yeah. every if you're if you're not by like downtown North Park, PB Everything's quiet. If you're out in like Rancho San Diego or La Mesa, yeah. and it's like 11 o'clock, 12 o'clock at night, there's no one on the road. Oh no, right. no one's out there. No. In Texas, it's pot. Like there, I don't know if it's because there's a bunch of like third shift work or um, what it is, but there everything goes on till you could leave the bar at two o'clock in the morning. And it looks like you're driving around here at like four o'clock in the afternoon. Oh, that's crazy. Oh, there's just it, there's people everywhere. Yeah. Yeah.
1: So the from your experience of living in Texas and oh first living here and then going to Texas. It was a culture shock for sure. It's a culture shock for yeah, sure, right? Mm-hmm. You know, I, m- I must imagine. Yeah,
2: yeah I can San Diego. You grow up, uh, you grow up with a, v- a huge Hispanic influence, In right. the friends, yep. and you know, like my best friend's dad. My dad wasn't around, so he was a f- my father figure. We grew up every can going to San Isidro and we had a, they had a ranch out in Tucati, so we'd go oh, okay. there and stuff. So mm-hmm. going from that experience to going to like the South and like the hood, the South, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was, it was, it was definitely a culture shock. You yeah, know? I no, no. know. It's, it was it was it was definitely a, crazy times.
1: So when you started, was it like an apprenticeship kind of thing? Mm.
2: I started as a piercer. So yeah. when I went into shops, I was already piercing. God damn,
0: it, you started like a piercer. Yeah.
2: You no, no, you I again? know, I know. But <laughs>
0: but one um. <but>
2: <laughs> me being in there, I guess yeah. what I'm trying to say is me being in there. Like after say 10 years of let's see, I started in 2007. Really kind of started tattooing. A buddy of mine, we'd sit around after we'd close up, smoke a joint, drink a couple of beers. Right. Like, man, why don't you draw? And I'm like, I can't draw. And he would start drawing something and he'd be like, finish this. And I'd work on it, and he'd be like, That's all right. And I'm like, nah, it's fucking shit. <laughs> yeah. It's nothing.
0: Yeah.
2: And then he just kind of was like, nah, everybody can do it. All you gotta do is do it. And so I've just really sat down and tried to learn the craft over home some the cra- time. Yeah, learn yeah. the craft, And right. so I didn't have that apprenticeship because I was already in through the piercing aspect of mm-hmm. it. So I didn't have your typical apprentice. Like I had I have people who still pierce. I an old apprentice of mine, Dan. Pierces out in uh, New York at mm-hmm. Wild Childs. Mm-hmm. And you know, I, tr- I apprenticed him 17, 18 years ago or something for like that when he was a young kid and right, right. grown man now. Okay. Uh, but that's how I got it. Just my friends, hey, you can do this. And then at first I was a piercer that did a little bit of tattooing.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: You know, if you came in you wanted a kanji or you wanted a sign or if you had an, imp- like whatever you wanted, I yeah. would take that and do it for you. The easy ones. Uh, yeah, 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 the ones that just make money, no complication. Yeah, yeah. You know, as long as you could put the ink in the skin, you could do a clean line. You could shade the color. You can make some money. I no feel problem. like
1: that takes a lot of, <laughs> a lot of. I mean, obviously takes a lot of practice, but I mean, obviously going from paper to skin. Well,
2: but I already had experience with skin. Oh, That's what okay. helped me out. Oh, like, Oh,
1: so you knew like yeah, the texture the texture, I and used
2: to, I used to do scarification, tongue splitting. Oh. Uh, I've, pe- like, I've done. Surface bars back before dermals were anything. Mm-hmm. Even dermals, I, me and this dude, the, this cat out of uh, Denver, would have conversations, Ben, and we would make little like nostril screws, bend them a certain way, and make a puncture in to where your skin would grow around it, and it would heal in and you'd have like a little diamond before yeah. dermals were before even cool. Before it was even th- cool. Yeah, before dermals <laughs> before were even cool. Before the trend. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, I used to do surface bars. I mean, I used to do a bunch of crazy shit on people. <laughs> uh and so I already had the the I guess the feel for skin to know if I'm going too deep to know if I'm you know what I'm saying yeah, yeah. it wasn't Makes just sense. like I had no experience with skin Yeah 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 okay, so that aspect I think is where I had a little edge in coming into tattooing cuz I never had a really problem with like overworking tattoos or digging people out or you know stuff like that Right
1: right right
0: So then years go on family starts or yeah, kids so born
2: I worked in one shop for a lot of years 360 blues and tattoos um I went there at twenty. I went there at twenty-one. Started making good money, bought uh, myself a Harley, riding. Got into a wreck like a year after that, and that wreck was a pretty good one. It, it set me back. You know, it shattered my hip and my knee and my foot. And wow. I went into the hospital at like three fifteen, and twenty-eight days later, I was two thirty-two. Wow. So it was, it was, yeah. Know, no cool. helmet on my head. Sixty miles an hour. Took on an eighty-four Dodge.
1: Sixty miles an hour. Yeah. I thought when you told me before the no, podcast no, no, started, no, no, it was sixteen. Good. I'm no, like, no, 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 sixteen. Well, okay, but sixty. Holy yeah. shit! Oh man, it, it was great. <laughs> the like, fuck are you here? <laughs> I,
2: it's weird because when you go, if you've ever had, if you've been on a bicycle and you've eaten shit, right? It's the same exact feeling. Growing up in the country, you're always eating shit on dirt bikes or or, or bikes or whatever yeah. it is. Mm-hmm. And so I remember when the guy stopped in front of me, like vividly, I can still remember thinking. Man, can I jump off the back of my bike and like grab his truck? Like my fat ass is <laughs> gonna jump off the bike and grab the fucking truck at 60 miles an hour. Yeah. But y- you think that. And then when I hit, it was just all impact. I came down and uh, it was hot as hell. It was like June 1st. And in Texas, it was 100 degrees. You know, it was hot. Yeah. And I was on the asphalt and all I remember is some guy was letting me lean against his legs. I had, I had le- looked down at my leg. I saw my, my knee was busted and my le- foot was turned in. Oh. And I was like, fuck, my legs broke. And then I could move, and I felt my hip. And I was like, fuck, my hips broke. And I got life lighted, all that good stuff. They took me in the hospital. The last thing I remember is they were cutting my clothes off and checking me up there. The doctor was like, uh, all right, Mr. Fitzpatrick, we're going to check you out. And he stuck his finger in my ass. And I was like, damn, <laughs> dog, you didn't even buy me dinner or nothing. And then he gay was now. <laughs> he, was like, right. <laughs> he was like, good night, Mr. Fitzpatrick. And that, was, that was everything I remember. Went straight to it. And then nope. it was three weeks they had me out, because I had like seven surgeries on my knee. My You know how your hip sits inside your socket yeah it pushed through and destroyed all that shattered it yeah the the doctor puzzle pieced it back together he he really saved my leg everybody else wanted to take my leg from me really Um, yeah
1: like chop that shit off because it was it it, it
2: it took the whole impact yeah i crushed the sciatic on my leg so i have drop foot my knee was just shit. i had no ligaments attached i just had one that didn't go and then my pelvic was just shattered on one side so they wanted to take the leg but he didn't want to because of how young I was. From what he had told me, or people have told me, yeah. he fought for me to keep my leg. And he's oh. the only reason I still have my leg, oh,
1: that's awesome. which is pretty tight. Yeah, yeah.
0: From the times that we talked about it, I feel like every time it's like the doctor's telling you, you're too young. You're yeah. too young for this, and too young for that. you do like, exactly I don't right. want to do this. And they're like, you're too young. I had
2: to wait a long time to get a replacement because I was too young. And, but the theory on the too young wasn't necessarily because of my age. It was the, um, how young the procedures were. If I the waited technology. so much, exactly. If I could wait till the technology was being more advanced, I would only have to have maybe one replacement instead of one every 10 years. Yeah. Right. So that was more of my age. And then, you know, there's not many, like my doctor did my replacement. I'm the youngest knee replacement he's ever had. I was 38 at the time. You know, and there's not a bunch of 38 year olds getting their full yeah. knee replacements. Yeah. Right.
1: Uh, <laughs> and did you still feel it though? Like now, like aches or like oh when it gets yeah, cold for sure? Yeah, I oh. mean, because I fucked up my knee, I was playing basketball. I have crazy pains. Yeah, and then I fucked it up, but not as bad as you did, obviously. Yeah. But I, f- like, I just felt the pop, and then I went to the hospital, and there's, oh, it's a sprain. But even now, I still feel it.
2: <laughs> do, you didn't tear nothing; you just sprained it. I
1: say I sprained it, but I still have to do like uh, the MRI and all yeah. that shit. Uh, like going in there and actually having like what a CAT scan or something. Mm-hmm. What's it yeah. Or,
2: m- or uh, both. Both? Yeah, both. yeah,
1: yeah, you could do both. Yeah, because it still doesn't feel right. right. Like, just imagine just if you shredded the whole thing. It's one of those
2: things that, that no one tells youngsters. Life fucking hurts. <laughs> Body parts are going to suck. Uh-huh. You know what I mean? You've got to maintain them. You've got to watch what you put in your mouth. you got to keep moving. you got to keep doing stuff, or else it gets really painful. You take something that's really painful, and it'd be 10 times more painful if you're not doing anything to it. Right. You know. They don't tell you none of that. Nope. You're 25, you're invincible. Yeah, yeah. Nothing hurts you. Yeah.
0: Nothing hurts you until after 25. That's 26, right. 26, this, this is the year. Like oh, brother. Really? No, no. <laughs> you,
2: you wait. We, you, we'll talk when you're 30. and You'll be like, all right, Paul, up. I know what you're talking <laughs> about. It's about it. all downhill
0: it's after six 30, six years of doing dude, those marathons are killing me now.
1: <laughs> yeah. That's why yeah. I don't run,
0: dude. Paul's That's like there. the... Dude, Paul's a tough guy, though. Like, I would like, hit him up for a session and be like, uh, I'll try to make it. It was, it was like, oh, I pop some pills. I'm good to go today. <laughs> or, like, let's reschedule. So.
1: Just took 10 vikonins, man. <laughs> good. Yeah. But now the thing I, about I Paul, like, like he, he
0: yeah. doesn't like pills, though. Nope. No, he was nope. more well, about the cortisone ha- shots or huh? the shots? Or yeah,
2: that, they did cortisones. Um, now, knowing what I know, I wouldn't do cortisones. All it did was make me not feel the pain and beat my knee up even more. And my mm-hmm. knee had gotten so bad, like I couldn't walk. I was on crutches again. I worked for so long to be able to, you know, they told me I would never be able to walk up a flight of stairs. Okay. They told me I would never be able to walk on my own without a walker, a cane, or anything else. Mm-hmm. And so I had got past all that. And then three years ago, my knee started becoming worse. The meniscus, or the cartilage in between, was just going.
1: Yeah, because there was no tendon in between? or No,
2: it was the, the cartilage in between. Oh, the it cartilage was, in between. was okay. From the wear and tear of yeah, yeah. just life you know what i mean right i've always tried to stay active i'm I've, i'm a big dude i've always been a big guy but i've since i've been in my 20s when i after my wreck i realized i was 315 and just a fat ass at that time <laughs> and i realized at that time if i wanted to be any kind of mobile i couldn't what's old and fat when you're 21 and 315 you know what i mean yeah, yeah. Like, old and fat for me would be 600 pounds like that's not it's not acceptable not the way to go yeah you know so right. uh I just realized I had to do something, and uh, a buddy of mine told me, uh, Greg, one of the guys I worked with, best advice I've ever given me about a gym, he said, man, he said, for a month, he said, just go five days, don't go two, he said, every day you go, he said, even if you just walk in that gym and walk straight the fuck out, make yep. it a habit, he goes, after a month, it's all gravy just after that, a habit. It's true. and it's the
0: truth, with anything, just make like, it a habit, Yeah, you know, Eating right, make so it a it's habit. It's like we make work a habit. We go through it five days a week. Yeah. used <laughs> to make a habit when it pays your bills. <laughs> yeah, when it pays <laughs> your
1: bills, I wish that wasn't a habit, actually. <laughs> 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 Win the lottery now. Man. How Maybe. you can get yeah. rid
2: of. But, you know, like, people talk about, you know, everyone here listens to Joe Rogan. Er- Joe Rogan says it all the time. This is a point in time where you can make whatever make for you. You don't have to be those nine to five sitting in a cubicle like you've talked about okay. on your second one that was dragging you down. Yeah. yeah. In this day and age, you don't have to. Right. People in my generation didn't have that at your guys' age fucking internet wasn't shit. Yeah. You know what I mean? You went and got a job at a post office. You, unless you were one of those highly educated people right. and going to the business field, you wanted a career that gave you a good 401k, gave you good insurance for your kids. Yeah. You hated your job, but you did what you did for your family because you yeah. wanted to do better for them. Yeah. And this time, you guys could change the whole script on that. Yeah.
1: yeah there is a mean. lot more opportunities out there, yeah. For sure. Especially with the whole social media um, social media thing, the internet just blowing up. Yeah. I was reading something about some guy saying, it was like uh, he... An economist, that's what they call mm-hmm. Um And then he's like, Oh, yeah, when the internet's starting, he's like, Oh, shit's not gonna last. Oh, for sure. <laughs> <laughs> 10 years later, yeah. 20 years later, I mean, he's like, Dude, that's how people make their money. That's it just
0: evolves, it just yeah. gets better. A lot of money.
2: A lot of money. <laughs> lot of money. <laughs> <laughs> there is chicks on Instagram that nothing to show their fake ass and are
1: raking in the oh, dog dude they're they're bringing it in man you know i would do the same yeah the same. well you can you can get one <laughs> of those tj booties bro go right now yeah. <laughs> like concrete <laughs> sure ass. a, little, like a little, little wax going on think smooth hey, we gotta yeah we're gonna talk about here. this later on
0: <laughs> anybody know anybody now, <laughs> accepting, now accepting sponsorships yeah, right anybody out there wants to sponsor alex but going back into the whole you can do whatever you want right now what made you stick around with tattooing
2: Man, I loved it. You know what I mean? Passion. Uh, yeah. I just, I love, to me, there's no other, there's no better feeling than being in a tattoo shop and the machines are going, people are talking, uh, music's playing and everybody's laughing. Everyone's talking shit, super inappropriate uh, yeah. shit. Yeah. Like there's no, there's no HR in a tattoo <laughs> shop. No, no. No. We're going to be. be a little racist. <laughs> We're going to be super inappropriate. And it's all meant in fun and games because everybody who works here is a different person. Yeah. Nobody. It's not like a bunch of, White people sitting there talking shit. Like, there's a whole bunch of different people in, you work with in mm-hmm. tattoo shops. It's and everybody thing. Like, there's no. It's when you're in a tattoo shop, it's a tattoo community. There's no. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's not broke up. You're just a tattoo artist, and you're in the exactly. you're in the clique. So yeah. Like, like, yeah,
0: It's the best feeling. It's like guys think like going to the barber shop and letting their feels out and going like that. That's like G rated. You go do a freaking yeah. tattoo. It's like R rated. Like you can say oh. f bombs, everything. Like they relate too. Like it's crazy. Like it's very common sense. Like. If you had, like, a YouTube, if you guys streamed yeah. right yep. there. Genghis tells
2: us that all the time. Dude. She's like, you know, we, we're, we're funny and half these fucking right, tattoo man, shows. You guys so should
0: stream, because just the shit that goes on. Just the conversations on, we have. Conversation, oh. yeah. oh. Is that oh. even, like, there's not even, they're just being themselves, too. It's like, yeah. it's crazy. Like, you walk in there, and you you can have a shitty day. Just walk in there, and then or it, it, changes, it, it right? changes everything. But
2: that's why most people who are tattooers are tattooers, because they don't fit in that cubicle. Yeah. Because sure. if you put those people in that pubicle, same thing, and you you would take that spark they'll out of lose individual.
0: It. They'll fucking lose it. will You know what I mean? They'll lose, snap.
2: You, you can't do that. It's not. It's, some people can do it. Some yeah. people are great at doing it. Yeah. They fucking make great money, but then really ask that person how happy are
1: they. Exactly. And yeah. here's the key. Happy.
2: Because like, it doesn't matter. I've made good money in my life. Married, divorced, back to zero, and started my work way back up, and doing way better, but not necessarily as good as I was, but a thousand times happier, and it's a world of difference it you know? is it's, not, I mean it's, it's how you clubs.
1: yeah it's how your uh, peace of mind is at the end of the day right for sure it's Over how you sleep with yourself yeah yeah exactly you know what i mean what
2: how you treat people what you do to people how people treat you you, you can only control what you do yeah. so if you're doing all the right things and you just got to believe in your work same mm-hmm. thing with going to the gym you you trust in that work that you put in that gym in those hours you put in that gym the hours you put on that weight and those treadmills it pays off pays every off single them. time
3: yeah
2: in school you put all those hours into school study and doing this and that it pays
1: off every single time mm-hmm It really does. Um, And like back then, like tattoos, I feel like the whole stigma about them has like turned around like three, for for sure. The the
2: shows helped out a lot. Yeah, I was gonna ask about that.
1: Like, it has this positive impact, do you think? Like, shows like Ink Master and all that have like a negative impact as well.
2: I'm not a huge fan of The Ink Master because it's not
1: reality. Yeah. I was gonna tell you, I was like doesn't it sound, it's, it's kind of scripted sometimes. It's it's art, man. Yeah. Just
2: as art that you buy on the walls, if you're an art collector. So it's in your interpretation. Like it, there's not one better than somebody else. They they do things just differently. And if, if your eye appeases to the way they do it, that means you're gonna like their stuff more than you like somebody else's. Right. It, you know. I mean, they're shit tattoos. Don't get me wrong. <laughs> but like, there's an aspect to where like. You shouldn't have to do a tattoo as fast as you can to make it look as good as you can. Yeah. Like we're in the day and age where well, that's not cool. We're n- we're not trying to. It's not the first and the fifteenth and the navy ships are letting out. <laughs> we got to fucking hammer all these <laughs> in. Yeah. yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like that day's gone. You need to put as as goes back to work. You need to if you are spending more time on doing a nicer tattoo, spending more time on that tattoo, you're having a better end result than if right. you're just oh, let me hurry and get this through this it's real like quick because I got someone dime. coming in at five o'clock and I need that thousand dollar paycheck. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's it's and there was a lot more of that back then. Mm-hmm. You know, when I first got into tattoo shops, especially when I got into Texas, it was old bikers, old tattooers, old mm-hmm. dirt bags, old gangbangers. <laughs> all oh, it. for sure, bro. You know what I mean, like. And that's all and hipsters. <laughs> and, uh, nah, <laughs> yeah. It's it's uh, it's, let's see, it's what the. The world would like I would call don't mean anything bad. Just what we call it, but I would call somebody like an art fag because they went yeah. to art school. Uh-huh. They're not a tattooer. <laughs> they don't <laughs> have they don't have the mentality of. Yeah,
1: it. I was gonna ask you. Well, I, I saw like some TV show and oh no, it was something on YouTube. People going to a uh, tattoo school. Yeah.
2: Right? Oh no, tattoo schools are jokes. What I mean yeah. is, ta- I just mean like they're they're uh, educated in art. Like, okay. They went to an art institute and oh, they, okay. they're okay. coming with a higher education of art into tattooing. That's mm-hmm. where they're getting such... Rad, they're rad tattooers. But some of the old school were tattooers that put the rough and gruff in right. and the, the fuck you. You know, you're going to do as I say. Yeah. You, know, you don't—you want an apprentice? You're going to wash my dirty shit-stained underwear. <laughs> you're going to pick me up for work at this time. You're going to drop me off at this time. You know what I mean? Like, you're going to live this life. But mm-hmm. you do this life for me and you get a way to make a living for yourself and live your own kind of life. Oh, yeah. Right. That was like the trade-off. And nowadays, and some of the older guys don't want to bend to it but the the newer guys that are coming in are coming in amazing artists way amazing more artists than Mm -hmm. any of the old-timer guys and they are i think some of them kind of resent the easy road so-so that they may have but it's it's you know it's all in the work you put in they just put more work in more of the art aspect in compared to the craft of actual tattooing right you know Mm -hmm. you you add those really rad artists and because it doesn't transfer Paper, skin two totally different things. You could be I've known people that were amazing artists. They didn't do that great of tattoos because the application of skin didn't cross over. Mm-hmm. Either cool. yet or anything else.
0: That's cool to relate because like now like you see the older people too that we were at work, they're like, You had the easy route and that's they're like, too. No motherfucker, I went to school yeah. and I like was freaking here as an internship, you yeah. know? And that's the same thing for those guys that are coming out of those art schools or whatever. Like they put in their work on a portfolio and then they just happen to walk in and already had a mindset like of the art exactly while the old timers had to be an apprenticeship for they learned their craft. They learned their craft that That's right. That's right. way. That's right.
2: So and a lot of them were artists. I am not saying they weren't artists, but it you know, different times, obviously yeah. first of all. But they were they were the people that didn't fit the typical thing. So they had to find their way, you know, young juvie kids getting out military that didn't want to go back in. They got yeah. Sailor Jerry.
3: True.
2: Playing back. You know, he had that shop and Hawaii, and he didn't give a fuck. If you didn't like what he was going to say, he <laughs> beat the shit out of you out of the shop. He was a yeah. big old dude and had no problem doing it. You know what oh, I mean? Shit. Like, yeah. So there's that aspect of the tattooing, and then when you get the people who could never make it in that world, but they're amazing artists come into it, sometimes there's a little ripple in the water it's in between, between the people. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because you didn't have the heart just yeah. different. you're yeah. just an amazing
0: artist yeah. but fuck your artist cuz I've been here 35 years <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. And also the, the respect too. the, the people are coming in here and be like hey, look at my art it's so great but like do you respect somebody that's been here and this craft and For sure. been around you got you to respect yeah. yeah no matter what you yeah. do you got to respect the old timers you got to respect the newcomers and everything like that and vice versa everybody. Yeah. everyone's just in a different spot and when you get older you realize that you know when you're you're you just everyone's in a different
2: spot in their life you're the same spot you're just growing at different times you're just 10 years ahead or 15 years ahead or 20 years ahead it's not any different hopefully you're still growing and still learning (laughs) even though you're 15 years older you're not doing the same shit you were when you were 21 because then you're a fucking idiot.
1: Yeah. yeah. At one point, you got to realize, hey, man, I've got to get my shit together yeah. right on. The cool
2: well, if thing. If you're 25 and fucking up now, that's yeah, cool. You're that, 25. Yeah. You're supposed to be fucking up. Yeah. You know what that's I mean? What you're supposed to do, yeah. if, you, if you're ahead of the game doing good, that's cool. You're doing mm-hmm. good. But you're still going to fuck up Which, later on. Yeah. But <laughs> if you're doing that same shit at 35, 45, 55, you're going to have issues.
1: Yeah. <laughs> 100%. 100%. Uh, so after like your whole accident thing, how, how how was your, your process of like kind of going back into it and recuperating and and
2: for me so I've, I'm huge anti-pills I don't mm-hmm. fuck with them uh, I've seen I know what they do personally um, when I was when I went through my motorcycle accident I'm a, like I said once again I'm a big dude so shit works on when I was on push button morphine for three months and I'm coming out. And I'm, you know, I had people wiping my ass for four months, like mm-hmm. I was laying in a hospital bed and that kind of thing. So when I was able to start to kind of get up and move, I knew I just needed my hands to make money. That's all right. I needed was my hands. I didn't, I didn't need to stand for hours. I needed mm-hmm. my hands. So I went back to work. I uh, went and got a truck, a Chevy truck that I could like move my right leg off in the center. I didn't have the, the transmission oh, was real high. Yeah. I could put my leg off in the center and drive with my left foot. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I just wanted to feel normal again. I, I was tired of not, you know, twenty-one years old. People wiping your ass—that's yeah. like you're supposed to be cock strong. Then you know, it's not—it's not, it's not mm-hmm. a good feeling. And so I just wanted to be normal. I wanted to feel normal. And to me, normal was getting back to work and making money. Right. And I was taking pain pills, not ever to get high, but it was just to deal with the pain. Deal with the pain. You deal. know what I mean? I had this—I had a huge hole in my foot that took forever to close. I was oh. wearing a boot. Uh, it was, it was just painful. You had your physical therapy and then, you know, 10 hours a day at a tattoo shop where I was working. Mm-hmm. And uh, I, just, I just, that's all I wanted to be. And so I thought I was doing good, and I was probably doing it for about two months that way. And then the only time I've ever seriously, like, fucked any, I didn't seriously, it's not like she would die or nothing like that, but I hit a vein in her tongue. It was the only time I've ever hit a vein in the tongue. And I've always been real professional with like my piercing and, and even tattoos. If I've done something I haven't liked, it fucking chews me up. i think about it, think about it, think about it, think about it. Right. And so I fucked up this girl's tongue. She went and, and it was harmless. She had it fixed and everything. She's fine. But for me, it bugged the fuck out of me because I had never done that before and I wanted to see why I had done it. Mm-hmm. So I did like inner soul searching and I realized I was in a bad position. I had bad lighting and I was bending over too much. Right. And I realized, I remember thinking all those things, but then I was like, ah, fuck it, it'll be all right. Mm-hmm. And I I put the ah, fuck it with all those pain pills. I was taking Oxy-80 every single day. And every four hours, I was taking two Tylenol with codeine 4s And then I was taking Ambien to sleep at night. Wow. And never once was I ever trying to chase a hive. And so yeah. when I realized that ah, fuck it was from those pills, I fucking flushed them all down the toilet. I bought a fucking ounce of some brick weed that was about as brown <laughs> as this table. <laughs> is <at right> now, <laughs> Spent 45 minutes breaking that motherfucker yeah. up, rolling joints, and... No one told me t- about detox. No one said you're coming off opiates. I was 21. That's early. T- no one talked about that. Yeah. And now, now how bad? I've been screaming medicinal marijuana for uh, certain things. Hmm. Everyone's like, "Oh, my mom, oh, you just want to get high." It's like, no, I do want to get high, but I'm telling you, this helps it with helps. everything. And then you know, here we go now. And I can look at her and be like, "Now, look, mom. Look, they're saying doctors are saying no, this. It's yeah, true. now, yeah, <laughs> they're prescribing. It's not they're just like your stoner son saying this." <laughs>
0: <laughs> well.
2: You just want (laughs) to smoke that dope,
1: (laughs) devil's lettuce. That's right. (laughs) (laughs) No, but um, really, like uh, those pills, like you, you, you got addicted to them some, some, one way or another, right? No, I mean I did. Yeah,
2: but not like addicted, like. I, I came off of them and I felt like shit you for a week. I threw up and had the shits. I just, I just didn't know what it was. I just thought I was feeling like shit. Yeah. At but 21, it was I didn't know why. But it was because of the pills. Was okay, the pills. got you. So, like, fast forward to when I just had, I just had my knee replaced last year uh, for the first time. And the first day out of the hospital, they give you, you know, I got like, fucking 100 chiropractic pills. And so I was on pills in the hospital, and for three days just three out of the hospital. I would take one in the morning before my physical therapist would come, and then I would take one at night so I could get some sleep because you have to sleep in just like a very straight position. So the third day, I've just taken six pills. It's all I've taken. Uh And I'm starting to go like, I'm like, my hips are hurting me, my joints are hurting me, and I'm telling my wife, I'm like, yeah, this isn't right. Like, this is not my knee pain. I don't think I'm going to take these fucking pills tonight. And she's like, she's telling me I'm being stupid. You know what I mean? She's like, you're just... Because she knows how anti-pill I am. So yeah. she's like, you're just being over-fucking-sensitive, blah, blah, Fucking <laughs> pussy. <laughs> yeah, you just, if you're fine, take your fucking pills, shut right. up. And so I didn't take the pills that night. And that night, I woke up in the middle of the night, shivering my ass off. I had right. a white T-shirt on, sweating everything out, feeling like fucking crap. The next morning, I woke up, and I kept asking my wife, do I stink? Because you're not allowed to shower right away. Right. And it was only three days. I showered right before, and I was like, do I stink? And she was like, no, you're just being crazy. I'm like, no, I smell myself. And the blanket that I had slept with, my shirt was yellow, drenched yellow. Like, I wasn't working, wasn't running, you okay. know what I mean? I had showered yeah. two days before, and then my shirt was just y- stained yellow, like armpit stained right. yellow. And uh, the blanket was fucking sour and stinky, and it was all those pills coming at me. And I had yeah. taken six pills. You sweated Wow. Six pills. I didn't take pills for a full week. I didn't just take six. them for a month. I didn't take them for two years. Just I took six. six. And that's how fast those motherfuckers can grab you. Yeah,
1: that's insane. It's just all the shit they put on those pills, man. And it's just, well, and you don't think, when a doctor's
2: handing you something, you're like, okay. It's like when I was 21, I was never, ever, I swear, like, I was never trying to chase the high. I was never, I don't like the way pills made me feel. I was never like, oh, let's get a little fucked up. Let me have a little couple more. Right. That was never the case. It was just like, I don't want to be in pain so I could go. You know what I mean? And, and that's that's just what it was. And so I would... I'm I'm still in pain doc, I'm still in pain doc, well take one of these in the morning, take two of these, you know, I'm having a hard time sleeping doc, well here's an Ambien, take one of these. You know what what I mean? They hand them out like candy too, it's like hey man, take this, take
1: that, and it's like right now it's like one of the number one um, causes of death, right? It's it's ridiculous. In America, just the amount of people that take all these pills right now, it's insane.
2: You know, being a tattooer, I meet everybody. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And I've met a lot of people being in this business for almost 20 years at all walks of life. Doctors, lawyers, fucking people of God, dirtbags, all of it, right? right. And then, But over the last, like, seven or eight years, I meet people your guys' age who you can tell grew up in super suburbia. They didn't grow up in no hood, with right. no hard life. Yeah. You know what I mean? And I'm like, how oh, do you know? I just got out of rehab. What the fuck were you doing in rehab? I was on heroin. What the fuck were you <laughs> doing on heroin? <laughs> <laughs> you know, like, yeah. that wasn't... That wasn't a cool drug to do when I was in high school. Mm-hmm. That wasn't one of the party drugs. That was one of the dirty ass drugs. Yeah. Now it's like the cool shit to do. It is. It's I crazy.
1: Mean, actually, when we were in high school, a couple of people were on it and had to go to rehab. And
0: we had our whole starting football team well, <laughs> was on weed them. our yeah. freshman year. And then it escalated by sophomore year. And then by senior year, half of that freshman squad is Gone. already did heroin or something or already went to rehab or something.
2: It's, it's crazy, it, man. It
0: was insane. And there's like something like, t- me, even me, like telling my parents, like, oh, yeah, no, bro, he went to rehab for heroin. My parents are like, what school are you going to? Like, right. where are we taking what are you? Talking you about? What are you talking about? <laughs> like, they expect that later on, or like, not even like at their. T- Right. But they don't think heroin. They think I'm just crushing up
2: mommy's fucking hydrocodone and sniffing it real quick and catching a buzz at this party. Yeah. yeah, they're not thinking of the heroin aspect. No. When I, in my age, when you thought of heroin, you thought of some dude smoking something or snor- or slamming something. Yeah. And out there in the like, was not meth was out there like cr- cr- crank back in the day was out there like crazy. Yeah. And not my thing either, but uh, th- that was all out there, and that was still the dirty drug. But you didn't see people like shooting e- up or yeah, hearing, you know, yeah. no,
1: not at all, not at all. I
2: remember in the. Late '90s, there was a show on MTV that where the heroin came out, and it was on this sh- place and called in Plano, Texas, which is like in Plano, Texas is like La Jolla yeah. of, of of that area. You know what I mean? It's uh, a very good, wealthy part of the area. Mm-hmm. And there's all these kids all fucked up on heroin, shooting up in the bathroom. And this was like late '90s. Huh. You know what I mean? And that's all these years later, but that's there. Big, big heroin epidemic in Plano, Texas. It was like, what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> you know, you, you expect to see it from certain areas. In certain areas, you don't expect to see it from. Exactly.
1: Huh. Yeah, it's crazy how that just turns out to be like, I don't know. Is it I you feel like, because all those people in high school too were like clean cut. Um, you didn't, ex- you didn't expect them on
0: me to because they yeah. came from a, a wealthy, like, not wealthy, but like middle class, like, you right. know, doing well. Like, and we're over here, like, we're kind of the bottom and we're still, we're, sure. we're clean and you're like, what's going on? Man. Like, I should be the one, like, I need that. Yeah. But, but the difference is, is the
2: growing, like, now because, you know, I'm a single mom growing up out in Hummel. and, uh, like I said, my grandparents bought that house. So when I moved out there, it's not like I have a huge home. Yeah. So when I went to school, it was, School and there was a very lot of rich people and I never had I w- never was a racist person but there's one thing I didn't like it was rich snobby ass motherfuckers yeah. you know what I mean <laughs> still kind of don't yeah. <laughs> it's the, the I'm better than you attitude yeah. Yeah. and so there was a lot of that out there at Paula um, and I think those people it's the, the 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 reason they do that is because they they never had to do anything on their own. Right, mom and dad has wiped their ass and handed it to them every fucking single way of the time. True, and you can't do that stuff because if you do that stuff, you're interceding the way you're trying to grow, yeah. and you come from nothing, so growing means everything to you. Yeah. But if you come from all the way at the top of the fucking mountain, it don't matter to get there no more. Yeah, yeah you are already there. You're already there. Mm-hmm.
0: You're gonna be bailed out by mom and dad. That's exactly, <laughs>
2: and you see people that have like lo- like long term money, that that's the way it is. You know, their families had money for four generations or
1: whatever trust fund kids. Yeah, <laughs>
2: it, like. How many of those trust fund kids do you guys kick it with?
0: Zero. (laughs) You you know what I'm saying? Even if
2: you're in the moment at the same path trying to do the same thing, you're still not the same person. And you can't relate to that person. The way they think, they just don't have a logical thought. Oh, everybody can do better for themselves. They just need to pick themselves up by the fucking bootstraps. That's easy enough if you've got it's Louis Vuitton fucking bootstraps, <laughs> yeah, <exactly>. motherfuckers. <laughs>
1: <laughs> those straps tie themselves, man. Yeah, for sure,
2: when you got your fucking uh, babysitter tying your bootstraps and your fucking nanny taking care of yeah. you, wiping your ass all day.
3: Uh,
0: the difference between, OK, so for those I don't know, you moved around from tattoo shops. Yeah. So from City Heights was the first one? Uh, uh, no. When I started,
2: that would have been over in like college, the kind of like the college area. College area, almost yeah.
0: like touching City Heights if you went down. The yes, hill kind of. Yeah, it. yeah. So the college area. Then we went over to the that was El Boulevard. So that was more there like was,
2: there was that was still the
0: college area. One still. was like
2: on, I guess, the west side of the college area, and then no, I'm sorry, the east side of the college area, on like
0: the Rolando mm-hmm. side, and then more on the 54 side of college. Right, but both on El Cajon Boulevard. But on El Boulevard, and then. Moving to North Park, mm-hmm. what was the difference you saw in culture and just like the art that you were producing now?
2: Oh, it's, I mean, it's a major difference. Uh, I, the difference really is the people that have the money to pay to get tattoos.
3: Yeah. I and mean,
2: that's really the, the thing is that when you're in certain kind of areas, you don't get the people paying for the tattoos because they don't have the money for it. Right. Not that they don't want to pay certain things, but they're, not, they're cheaper by nature, but they're cheaper by yeah. paper. And also, yeah, if, and <laughs> the,
0: also yeah, if you have money, cost. you're not going to go to that neighborhood. You're like I'm gonna go somewhere where it looks clean, and I'm not gonna. I'm not afraid to park my right. car outside.
2: Exactly. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like it's it, everything's that way. If you're spending more money on something, there's a reason why you're spending more money, and there's a reason why you're okay with spending more money. You know, it's it, it's never about the. I don't want to sound like it's about the money. Yeah. But, I mean, fuck, but this is San Diego. It this is how I to make work. a living, and I yeah. got to pay for my kid and my kids, and you know, I me mean? take care of my wife. Um, so, and you get to do better, better pieces. You know, um, some of that may be coming also, not necessarily from the move, but the growth that I've also got. You yeah. know what I mean? It's sure. not just the change in location. Yeah. It's me trying to put in the work to try and be a better person, to yeah. be a better artist.
0: Even with who you're under, right? Oh, for sure. Genghis yeah, is right. an amazing tattoo artist. Sitting yep. next to her has fucking done wonders for me. The work she does is just crazy. Yeah. yeah. I you're work right. at Gold Stripe
2: Tattoo in uh, North Park, if you guys ever want to hit us up. Uh, it's, a, it's a great shop. We got a good vibe. We got some good people. And it's just a, it's a very low key. There's no no mm-hmm. bullshit no drama you know no no tattoo politics just fucking <laughs> people having a good time doing nice tattoos and going home
1: so people that are not familiar with it kind of want to get a tattoo um, and obviously getting something good it's going to cost you right for sure um so like for me like at least for mine was like 180 an hour right and i mean for something trying to get something decent right right that's that like, is that an average that's in terms of price?
2: If you want a nice tattoo. Yeah. OK. That's the norm. That's, that's, that's the norm. I mean, some of the really badass fucking artists are like 250 300 an hour. Wow. Yeah. And you'll be sessions
0: with them. Oh, you <laughs>
2: have to be because <laughs> they'll take you for the long haul. There's everybody has their own style of tattooing. Everybody kind of has their own beliefs. Hmm. But when you're doing a certain style of tattooing that you like, sometimes you have to work in layers. It's like doing a big painting. You can't just spend an eight, eight-hour one day and just hammer someone out. You can, but like your heel's going to be a little rougher. You know, Sometimes it's better for me, because my body's fucked up. I can't sit for those like crazy long sessions. I'm not yeah. doing a 10-hour day sitting on you tattooing. Yeah. I, I, I'm, not doing, I'm not beating myself up that bad. I'd much rather do a four- or five-hour session. I'm called rap and we'll do it another day. Mm-hmm. Like
0: and when people used to see my piece, like, and Paul was working on it, like, that's all you got done in the session? I'm like, how long did it take you to go to school? Yeah. Like and then like four years, I'm like, exactly. It's yeah. a process. Like Mine's not like, even done, done yet. It's done like, over a
1: year. Yeah. I, I mean, obviously, it's like you have, you have priorities, so money has to go. Right. Also, you like don't that. have that fun, like yeah. uh, I have all this exactly. um, to and
0: go every two weeks. But.
2: And when you're doing that, like there's a certain style, too. If you're doing like that that black and gray, like a smooth black and gray, you're only working in a couple layers. And if you're doing, there's just different ways to do it. You know what I mean? Like The, the detail in it is where it comes off. and some people are just faster than others. I work at my own pace, because that's just the pace I'm comfortable at. I've mm-hmm. never tried to rush for anybody's tattoo. Like, those days are fucking gone. Yeah. Like I, I, I'm here to do this tattoo. And if, it's gonna be if you can't sit for the time that it takes, then we'll break it down to the time you can sit. Right. You know what I mean? Like, that's, mm-hmm. just, that's just how it's going to be. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to try and hurry something up. Or I'm not going to change my tattoo, because you only have a certain amount of money. If you have a certain amount of money, I'll definitely work with you. But let's work how we break up sessions and do whatever we need to do. I'll be willing to work with you if you're wanting to do something cool. Compared to, you know, you're coming in wanting those bullshit dandelion blown off the <laughs> fucking birds, you know, that everybody and their mom has. Uh, Such a want <laughs> to? Oh, man.
1: Or the fucking affinity one? Oh, with the heart and yeah, the arrow. Yeah, the heart. Oh, <laughs> good.
0: That's, that's Paul's favorite. So if you yeah. guys want to <laughs> come through, oh, that's I love that shit. Bring it to me. We have a hundred dollar minimum. Oh, okay. <laughs> do those all day. Yeah, I'm telling you, in my sleep. That's right. But
2: <laughs> it's it. Everything has its time. It's just like there was Tramp stamps, and there was the stars that were big at one point in time in the '80s. There was a Tas yeah. the early '90s. There was the Tasmanian Devils and the Twitty
0: Birds and the. How many of those Tramp stamps did you do? That now you have to cover over.
2: Um. I've never I've covered over a couple ones, not that necessarily I did. Okay. But, you know, like the tramp stamp was a good tattoo for what it was worth. If you yeah. got a good one, it followed a girl's good head. Back in line, the day, you know, yeah, there you go. it mm-hmm. still kind of looks decent on the right body. Right. Yeah. If you, if you're, and, and it's not necessarily a tramp stamp. Maybe it's just a lower back one now. Yeah. But, you know, what's funny is I had a homeboy way back in the day, and he was the first one in high school I ever saw with that. And it was a, not a tramp stamp. It was a surfer tattoo because all the surfer dudes would get it, yeah. and it was right, right outside their board shorts. Oh okay yeah, yeah. and then now it turned into a tram stamp. I mean I talk about it all the time like a stamp? <laughs> the court, Man. Of the court. Times have changed, <laughs> right. Times
1: have changed.
2: <laughs> it does. You know what I mean? It's tattoos is just like that. Every year you can look at certain tattoos and be like, "Oh, that's that's a new school with no black in it. That's probably early 2000, 2000 tattoo." You know? Yeah. Like it's just it has all this time. Doesn't it make it right, wrong, or otherwise. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It was just that time in that place for that tattoo. Mm-hmm. Same thing with all the mandala under boob tattoos everyone's doing now. You're gonna be able to look at those ten years from now and be like, oh, I remember 2017 yeah. real well. Yeah. You know, was 2016
1: geometric style tattooing yeah. and stuff like that. Exactly.
0: Yeah. Right now, it would probably relate to the face tattoos. Oh man. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah.
1: when people go to you like, hey, I want a face tattoo. Do you be like, do you take it or like, are you sure you want to do it or?
2: Well, if you just came oh, to me looking like you for a face tattoo, I'd laugh at you. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and i like, dude, you don't want a fucking you don't face want, tattoo. You don't fucking do that. If someone comes into me and they want their hands tattooed, I'm not going to go ahead and do it. Unless you've already got shit on your hands. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? If you want your fingertips, I'm telling you, you shouldn't do it. If you really, really press the issue and you really want to give someone the money, after me telling you it's stupid, I'll take it. Because you're going to give it to somebody. Mm-hmm. But I'm going to tell you it's going to look like crap. It's not going to look good. It's not, yeah. not necessarily going to look bad when you leave, but there are certain ones that... Like these fingers on the inside, they all look like shit. Yeah, you could tattoo your palm and have it all go away. You know, it's mm-hmm. not going to be a good looking tattoo. Mm-hmm. But if you if you want a certain certain thing and you're you're bound and determined, because I used to be one of those guys. Oh, I'm not doing that. But fuck it's. And the end of the day, if you're going to give them some money to do down the street, <laughs> right. I'll take it. These <laughs> white tattoos, people want white tattoos. It's fucking Wait, what's, stupid. Yeah, what's up <laughs> with that? I never got the point. <laughs> give me of a that. tattoo that doesn't look like a tattoo. Well, can, can you do, do that so on, on black skin? Boy? No.
1: You do I it mean, you can,
2: opinion. but it's not gonna. It's not gonna. It's not gonna stay. It's not gonna stay. No, it's. It's like taking a, a, a crayon and drawing on a white piece of paper with a white crayon, a brown piece of paper with a white crayon, or a black piece of paper with a white crayon. Uh-huh. It's not like inks. Not like spray paint in a car. Where if you just paint over it, it's there. That's not how it works. Yeah, it, it blends with the skin. You know what okay. I mean? Just even different variations of uh, lighter browns will look different than a darker brown. Mm-hmm. Th- you know, they yep. look different than a white as fuck like me. <laughs> I could exactly. have some yellow in me that would be bold, and it's not like your guys are any dark, but it wouldn't look different on you just because you have a little bit more gold to your skin. Yeah, You would have more skin tones, a, a gold look, and I'd have more of a canary yellow,
1: because
0: mm.
2: I'm white.
1: Yeah, makes sense.
2: Because
0: yeah. I'm white. Because <laughs> I'm white as she How was it being white in Texas in your 20s and keeping you right at home, man. <laughs> <laughs> no, because, no, tatted <laughs> though. Tatted in Texas. Yeah, well, I, you know, I wasn't tatted
2: below the sleeve until I was 30. Oh, okay. So I kept everything uh, up. Texas was a cool place. I mean on like let's see, what was different for me, it wasn't it wasn't like I lived in the city, so it wasn't like I was around some podunk fucking super racist, which there te- there is a hundred percent. Um but it was it was just being around everybody. You know what I mean? Like coming from San Diego where Mexicans are so Mexicans <laughs> then, when I went to Texas and the Mexicans were dressing like black dudes, it tripped me out. <laughs> You know what I mean? Yeah. When they're walking around saying, What's up, nigga? What are you doing? <laughs> I was like, Oh Did you <laughs> say that? Are we allowed to say that? <laughs> yeah. well, oh, but see in Texas, it's like bro. Yeah. Like, oh, it, it's like ever it, since it's come it's come it. like it's like what's up. It's like a it's a term of endearment. It's not necessarily meant as a bad thing unless you're thick. Yeah. But it was it's every, like people would say it to everybody. I just noticed it more with the Mexican culture because here, like you would never, we'll ever, 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 ever we'll at fly. that point in time uh, say that. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? That would be a big no no. Yeah. Uh, but maybe maybe it's different now. But then it was just that was just everybody like everybody it's was my was up. Yeah, it didn't matter what if you were cool with someone if they were black, you were white. What it didn't matter. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Yeah, everybody had a good time. And, and I do I did appreciate Texas for that because it opened my like I'd never worked in like a uh, never in an inner city. You know, I grew up with fucking, out in Hamul with fucking rattlesnakes and shit like that, and okay. coyotes,
0: and yeah. yeah. You saw something. You yeah. saw like, a different side of everything. Yeah,
2: and then you, you take that, and that's, I Pretty think that's rural. what people don't understand, is they've never experienced a different part of anything.
0: You, you get know what I mean? stuck I, in your ways.
2: Yeah, exactly, and then you just know what's around you. Mm-hmm. You don't know anything else. And so if all around you is just a bunch of ignorant bullshit, no matter what color you are, then all you see is a bunch <laughs> of ignorant bullshit. Yeah, exactly. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. And when I went to Texas, it was, you know, we, like I said, we were right next to the, the Flash Dancers back in the day, and it was, I mean, ghetto fabulous. Oh <laughs> man, you know it? what I mean? Like, uh, yeah. I remember walking in, going to, so, you know, 18, you get Cheetah's here, you know what I mean? Pop <laughs> your cherry at the table, or Dirty Dance, or whatever. But here was a six foot rule. You're throwing fucking dollar bills six feet away. Well, I walk in Texas, and the first thing I see is this chick twerk on this fucking dude's face. Just like right off the gate, and I was like, wow that's <laughs> fucking different you know <laughs> you know my I mean? kind of bar this is
3: crazy
2: <laughs> and then at the same thing at the end of the night it was there was a bunch of there was a bunch it was a bunch of hood so it was a bunch of drug dealers that were running through there and a bunch of stuff like that and at the end of the night multiple times you go out there and I remember one night we we're sitting out there smoking a joint this dude's fighting this one dude in the parking lot and there was like a parking lot apart from us so we could sit over there smoking it too and not right. tripping they're all letting out and this guy goes to his fucking suburban throws Throws back a blanket on his back seat, comes out of the shot, guy, ch-ch-pow, 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 and everyone fucking oh. scared. Him. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like that's not something I was used to seeing nah. in San Diego, let alone <laughs> in a No
1: fucking lame, man. Yeah, In San gu- Diego,
0: at least you know it's coming though. Uh, you, you see the car roll up, or you you're like, yeah, <laughs> it's yeah. Suspicious.
2: Gunplay was everybody. I mean, fuck, what? I carried a gun out. Everybody, well, in Texas, is like yeah, it's
1: you could carry, right? It's like well, I mean.
3: You, you could, but, but it, <laughs> you,
2: you can carry here. You can carry anywhere. <laughs> but I'm saying
1: they're more open to to guns, um. uh, right? if you were
2: i don't know <laughs> man it depends on the area because uh, like if you and i were walking a certain point and had a pistol on you you're going to be in just as much trouble What's and right i and i don't think it's going to have anything to do with like the color of our skin it's no. just going to maybe be in the area it may be if we were in some fucking podunk country kind of town you're walking around with a pistol it may not be a big of a deal because right. you may be using to shoot rattlesnakes and i don't know what the fuck <laughs> is out there. Right. but if you're walking and fucking down to the and p.m and you got your fucking 45 on the hip mm. you're gonna you know unless you have a permit you're gonna get in trouble, sure. you're in trouble. yeah <laughs> cops out there were dicks they're like <laughs> co- like cops out there were
1: dicks they?
2: oh man i i ran this head shop for a while and there was this one little uh black cop he was short and stocky and he was a dick he would come in like we had a, ca- a countertop and you'd have your little tray for like your baggies whatever baggies you wanted mm-hmm. these guys were in there lurking one day and he went straight up to him. Was looking down at the baggies, looking up him, kicked him in the back of his leg, and walked straight out of the fucking shop. Huh. No reason, just, just just for the fuck just of to, it. Just to scare every motherfucker that was in that <laughs> shop because <laughs> no one wanted to leave.
1: Surprise, <laughs> motherfucker. Yeah, <laughs> me.
2: Everyone had weed on them, but they're yeah. in Texas, so no one wanted to get caught with yeah. it. You know what I mean? Uh, so it, it was. It's it's just a it's a it's it was just different, man. Oh, it oh, was no. just it was just different than than I had experienced. Pro like. Profiling—it didn't matter necessarily what color you were, but if you looked a certain way, if you had your chains, if you had your tattoos, if you were sagging your pants—you know what I'm saying? If yeah. you had your hat on backwards, if you're leaning back in the car—didn't matter w- what color you were—if you had for arrow they would fucking follow you. They'd fucking pace you down. They'd do the same shit here. Sun was
1: going down now. Yeah. yeah,
2: you know what I mean? They—they—they they, they knew if they pulled you over, the chances of something coming out of it was great, especially Hi. when you get popped for a fucking yeah. seed. <laughs> so
1: um, why the move? Out there originally. No, the move back to San Diego.
2: Uh, went through a divorce. Yeah. Uh, oh, so you got married over there. Yeah, I married and had a, I got a little girl out there, Ella. She's a, little, she's a great little girl. Um, it was.
0: Yeah, tagged you both. Yeah, that's why you're bad. Yeah. <laughs>
2: <laughs> it was. And I don't want to be too rude, but the the ex and I didn't had a pretty good falling out, and just you know I had to recoup. Man, it was it was. It was probably some of the hardest times mentally as an adult that the divorce is, is no bullshit um, yeah, man. That, that you can go through. And so I just had to, re- I had to get away, you know what I mean? I had, to, I had to start all over. When I was going through my divorce, I had, my, I had a tattoo shop at the time. And uh, I was working for UPS, like you had said earlier. And I tore my rotator cuff. And when I was working for them, they fixed my rotator cuff. But when they fixed my rotator cuff, they tore the ligament in my elbow. And so <laughs> at that point in time, like my elbow would swell up really bad. And had that tendonitis in there oh, yeah. i couldn't touch my nose and i couldn't stretch my hand out uh-huh. and so i was getting cortisone shots and uh, they told me if i had to have another one i'd have to have surgery and so right as the wife and the ex-wife and i are going at it and i come home and all my shit's packed mm. like then i had the cortisone shot like two days before that happened and then like two days after that my arm goes off i can't yeah. fucking touch nothing i can't do nothing and i just kind of had like a little mental like i'm out <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> you know i just I had a moment with myself, and so I had to go through that surgery and like a rehab. And then I just needed a fresh start, man. I just needed to come back to San Diego and smell some good air and not have 120 degree fucking weather. Or muggy, muggy, too, huh? yeah, oh, yeah, muggy, cold as fuck, oh, too. People God. don't talk about cold as fuck. Really? It's all 20 because de- it's so humid there, uh-huh. so like a t- and it's windy as fuck. So, like a 30 or 20 degrees, it's fucking cold because <laughs> the wind's blowing it straight <laughs> yeah, through. Yeah,
1: the wind is the wind chill, huh? yeah, for, for sure. sure.
2: And then so it was just you know, that, Texas was a great place. The, Great times, met good people, partied my ass off. I didn't really drink much out here in San Diego. You know, mm-hmm. I was in high school. I was always like the DD, and I'd yeah. join at the party, drink a beer, and all my friends would get fucked up, and I'd drive everyone home. But Texas, boy, you learn how to drink. Uh, in Texas, there ain't <laughs> shit to do. It's too fucking hot outside. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you learn how to get down to it. <laughs> you know.
1: You're gonna have some sort of drinking problem once you get out of there. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> well, there's. What else do you? There's, yeah. There's nothing to, there's to nothing, do over there.
2: Like, you, you have to be special to be hanging out outside in July and August at the lake at 110 degree um. weather and with fucking 90% humidity. Um.
1: You have to be drunk. Uh, yeah, you got to be drinking. Easy. Exactly. There's yeah. no way you could bear through that. Got gotcha.
0: Like when you're in Vegas, you're drunk. You're walking through that 100 degrees. <laughs> like like nothing, nothing. Too. Like, like right. nothing. Can't, you can't touch me. But we come back home and it's 100 degrees. We're crying. Oh, big time. <laughs> <laughs> it's so <laughs> hot. <laughs> Can you turn on the AC? We don't have AC. Oh, oh my god. Shit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're
1: pretty, pretty spoiled yeah. here in San Diego. Oh man, it is. And, but you know,
2: it, it does get hot out here at some points in times. Yeah. But uh, we are definitely spoiled. Yeah. So we, pay so for, we pay for it. Yeah. Yeah we are. We definitely pay for we it. We definitely pay for it.
1: So it must have been like you had already family here, so the transition for yeah, you. Yeah, my was I like
2: came back to mom's house, you know. Mm-hmm. It was real good being a thirty year old man mm-hmm. having to go back to Mama's house. What you gotta do, what you gotta do. Yeah. You know? Yeah. you 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 get there and then I was uh just hanging out working and um I, like I met my wife on plenty of fish. I was really? trolling for a little tail and I thought, I'm going to get P.O. something. I'm going yeah, to get P.O. something. P.O. You end up yeah. wow. yeah. I didn't know that one. you get something a little close to home <laughs> and then, uh, you know, next thing, it was just so easy. We just fell in love. Like, she's, she's fucking amazing. And so it was just, we were, I don't know if it was from the same area or what, but we just clicked, clicked like right it was away. nothing.
0: Yeah. That's cool. So yeah. you, this was around what? Like, what year? Like, when, it, when online dating barely came out? Or oh, like yeah. Like, I had heard about plenty of fish to see. Hmm. I think it came
2: out in 2011, uh-huh. so maybe I was on it in 2010 in Texas, if right. that's about right, you know yeah. what I mean, and then came out here mm-hmm. and was just checking out, you know, because like being a tattoo artist, it's not like you don't meet women, right. but there's the old saying, don't stick your dick in the cash register, yep. you know what <laughs> yeah. I'm saying, yep. so I just wasn't a a, a a big fan of that, and so, you know, online is... Is where it was at. That's it's cool. obviously that's still it's, it's still where it's at. No one wants still. to talk yeah. about it, but fuck yeah. like everyone's relationships
0: yeah. offline. Yeah,
1: essentially yes. Essentially,
0: you're attached to it.
2: Yeah. Where else do you meet? Like, yeah. how, you know what I'm saying? You know, it's ultimately so you go to a bar, you hang out with somebody, but it seems to be like, I don't know, people don't do that as much or whatever. I don't know. They don't. They give you the false number. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, mm-hmm. they, just, I mean, you know, frightfully so. As dudes, we're creeps, so they probably just don't think we're creeps. Yeah. And.
0: If it's to be, it's to the the If most, not, it's 2 o'clock in the morning, the morning. The, we are. So, yeah. Yeah.
1: <laughs> we are. <laughs> <laughs> a couple of drinks in. You know, <laughs> We're like, girl, we don't want to talk. <laughs> yeah. can came
0: for here for one thing. One thing only. And then. Yeah. And
2: then and, uh, taking good girlfriend to? Yeah. No, girlfriend. Oh, never mind. Never mind. <laughs> saying. <laughs> for all you young bucks out there, you need to go find yourself the older ones. If you're 25, you need to be looking for that 35, because they will leave you the fuck alone
0: afterwards. Yeah. <laughs> he said this like at least five times in the shop. It's crazy, right? <laughs> that other tattoo artist will be talking to this guy, and he's going through like girl problems, and Paul's like, just go get you a 35 year old, and you'll be fine. She'll take yeah, care of you. She'll take care of She will educate you, and the women after will appreciate you. Because
1: I feel like they just want to, I don't know, like please you or something, or show you. That you probably haven't heard before?
3: Uh, I don't
2: mean, know. No, you know, it's just a little thing. Yeah. We, the women's peaks different than dudes. And yeah. you, you catch one of them 35s recently divorced, and you're 25.
1: Game over. Game over. Game over.
0: It's game over. Game over. She's in it for it. Yeah,
2: You. but you know what? It, and, and not to be just one side, it goes for the same thing too because. Yeah. If you're a dude and you've been in a relationship for a long time and you start hanging out with this girl and all of a sudden the fucking sex is bomb and she treats you in a 100% complete opposite than you were in a relationship for it, man, you're fucking googly eyed la-la, you, you know what I mean? You can't think of nothing else. Yeah. And it's just because shit's so different from what you've experienced. So... Yeah. That's, that's where 100%. a lot of that comes into, you know. And you see it from
1: both sides now, like you said. It's just not one side. It's not It's only men now. It's actually. I can give my
2: male's point of view because we're guys. Because we're you're guys. <laughs> it, but like it's got, it's, I know I've had a lot of girls that were just friends in my life. It comes from the same thing on mm-hmm. the other end, you know.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: You, you never, you never want to find that one relationship that just came right out of another one. Because nine times out of ten is not going to happen.
3: Yeah. Something's going to happen. Something is going to happen. Something's going to happen.
2: you got to have some time to figure out you. Mm-hmm. You know exactly. what I mean? And if you can figure out you then, then that's when the doors open and you have a great relationship with someone else because you've got
1: you down. Well you know how to handle certain situations right. a lot better. You learn from it. You for you, sure. We have time to process for sure. what went wrong in your previous relationship. And it gets much
2: better when you guys get older.
1: Yeah. The thought Is process. It? Oh, yeah. for sure. Yeah. yeah.
2: When you're younger, you still got the fucking the young star testosterone on through <laughs> your strong. like you just you just see a certain way, but when you get a little bit older, like you just you just notice. I, I don't know if it's you've experienced certain things and you see it, but you just see things a little bit differently than when you would have seen it at twenty five. Right. You can sit back and be like, "All right, tell you to go, instead of telling you to go fuck yourself, maybe what am I doing wrong here for a second? Mm-hmm. Okay, I'm not doing nothing wrong. Well, then go fuck yourself." That's what one of my coworkers. <laughs> one of my
1: coworkers is like, uh, he's older now. He's like fifty five, and then uh, he's like fuck, dude, sometimes, just like, is, is it really worth it? <laughs> I just agree to it. Yeah. I don't want to,
2: like... But then there's the other end. You can't always agree to it. Yeah. Sometimes you have to be a dick just to be a dick. So that's true. <laughs> Especially yeah. when you're the really nice guy, because I've always been the really nice mm-hmm. guy in the relationship, and the ex walked all over me like I was a fucking rug. Yeah. So there's a certain point in time where, for some reason, you know, babe, I was feeling like this tonight, and you're like, yeah, it's okay. And then you're like, no, you know what? No, nah, I don't want that. Yeah, fuck that. For no reason. Mm-hmm. Just because for some reason you just have to <laughs> throw a wrench in someone's plans yeah. and they adapt. You know what I mean? And it goes for both sides. It's both sides. That's, both just, sides. That, no, that's no, not yeah. one side mm-hmm. or the No, you're 100% other. right. You can't yeah. let no one walk on you no matter what. Right. Right. You have to be a little bit of a dick or a little bit of a bitch sometimes just to check the other person because mm-hmm. I think it's people of nature. If just man on man, if if we're friends and, and you're always letting me decide or what we're doing or where we're going or where we're hanging out or what we're doing, then I'm automatically just going to take that role yeah. and not ask you your opinion no yeah. more. And nah, then, like, six months him. down the road, you're going to be like, this motherfucker is acting like he's my man. You yeah. know, he doesn't even
1: like ask me where tells me where I'm going to be. <laughs> <laughs> you know? Yeah, so, no, you're right. That's like kind of a human yeah. characteristic, right? Like, yeah. if you get used to something so much, you just kind of take that role. Just roll with it. Yeah. You get comfortable
2: with it, and you're like, yeah, it's cool. I don't yeah. mind. She's yeah. picking out dinner. It's fine. Yeah. You know? And mm-hmm. shit, I'm, that way I, I could give a shit. Mm-hmm. It's all fine with me.
0: But sometimes you just have to go against the grain to check yourself. You know what I mean? How, how do you keep your mindset because every time I've seen you you would be like up and going the happy guy and then just everything you just told us in the last 55 minutes of like you know like the yeah. pain you've been through almost and, dying at 21 almost you realize dying at 21 it makes
2: you realize the importance of life I mean because there's Hitting a car at sixty miles an hour, there's no fucking with no helmet on my head. 60, Sixty, six zero, guys. Six zero, and I had no helmet on, so there's no reason. The fuck were you thinking, dude? There's well, there's no helmet on. So <laughs> no. So oh, there's there's, there's not that time there was. I don't know, I'm not sure. sure it could could fucking die. I don't care. <laughs> but it's uh, there. There's no reason for me to have a conversation right now. There was no reason for me to be past twenty one, and so I kind of realized then, like, you just can't, you can't sweat over the stuff you can't control, and and definitely being older, going through the bullshit I went through with my divorce. Yeah. Uh, reading the positive books, or not, sorry, not reading, listening to them, I'm not a big fan. <laughs> but, you know, the audibles, things are pretty good. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, shit, listen to fucking Joe Rogan, man. That dude uh, keeping your mindset and and and, and not tripping on shit you can't change. If right. it, you can't physically do it, anything about it, then why give it any fucking energy? Because like you right? can't do it. You just sit and stress and stress and stress and nothing's going to fucking change.
0: Yep.
2: You know what I mean? And so uh, I just worry about the stuff that I can handle and if I can't handle it then it's someone else's worry man I can
1: kind of have to let it go yeah Yeah.
2: and when you're younger you worry about everything
1: yeah everything Mm -hmm.
2: you know what I mean where's this gonna come from where I got I got this going on next month I gotta make sure I got this going on you know I don't want to step back here I don't want I don't want to fall back and you know I'm in a growth I don't want to go backwards in a growth and sometimes it is completely okay to take three or four steps back before you go forward again there's nothing wrong with it it's not a failure Mm-hmm. It's just that you needed to reboot and go back in it again. It's just like at the gym. Sometimes when you're getting that set and you can't get that weight up, you put it down for a second, breathe, go get a little bit of water, tell yourself you're not a bitch, you get back in there <laughs> and you move it. Right. You know what I mean? Maybe you just get one, but you got that one. Mm-hmm. It's the same kind of thing. You just had to reset a little bit. It's not a It's not failure. That's how I was thinking when you know you go... From having everything, two BMWs, a big house, and then you go back to having nothing. You know, at one point in time, I would never work for this type of money. This is fucking stupid. You're and right. then you're like, "Fuck, I would love that type of money right now." Yeah,
1: <laughs> yeah. I you mean, know? just going through all that yeah. through humbles you like, yeah. a motherfucker. Yeah, your perspective's changed too, right? Yeah. Like you, you learn you learn that man. You at one point you had X amount of things, or you had life going for you a certain right. way. And then the curve block comes out of nowhere and gets kind of...
2: Just because you have it at 25 don't mean you're going to have it at 35. Yeah. Exactly. At yeah. all. Exactly. Not even close. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? When you get older, 10 years is not what you thought it was. 10 years goes a lot faster. So what okay. you have at 25, you there's no guarantee you'll have it at 30, and there's no guarantee you'll have it at 35.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: You know what I mean? Yeah. So you just... you. You just got to be happy, like truly, like you were saying. I was listening to the podcast. You were talking to someone. Like you just, you really got to be happy with what you're doing. Like how you hated your other job and it just wasn't for you. You got it. You got to. Yeah. then what are you going to do? You're going to sit there for another ten years, hate your job. That's going to affect your relationship you got with your girl.
0: Everything. The outside world.
2: Everything. You're going to be fucking miserable. You're not going to like nothing. You're not. You're going to hate everything. You know. Who knows that if it gets you so depressed, it would take you out of working out that you love to do so much, have you eaten the wrong way, just because you get caught in that that rut and if you don't pull yourself out, man, that's a fucking slippery slope if you're not mentally stable enough to
0: fucking be like, you know what, fuck this. I think that's kind of like people are afraid of right now though, taking that step back like you well, said, they're like they're one they're or they're two steps easy, back. It's not easy, man. It's not easy, it's but not like. Because
1: all you want to see is like progress, right? Right. And then. Yeah, you think but
0: you don't climb up the mountain straight up. No. no. <laughs> but when
2: you're when you're 26, 27, you're like, all right, I made this a certain amount of money last year. This year I made 10% more. This year I made fifteen percent more, so I'm doing good. You never want to look back and be like, okay, I made this much, and the next year I'm making twenty percent less. Then you're gonna be, you're like, fuck. But did you make twenty percent less and you get a job you really enjoy doing? Did you get twenty percent less and you fucking enjoy waking up every single day, and then you're not working nearly as many hours? You get to spend more time with your girl. You get to spend more time. Making yourself a better person, yeah. whether it's doing this podcast, whether it's going to the gym, whether it's fucking taking time off, holding hand in hand to your girl and walking to the fucking farmers market, right, yeah. it doesn't matter. It's just being happy. It's just being happy. Yeah. Running around the sunset cliffs, going hiking the mountains here in San Diego, yep. you know, all those things matter. How you are too. It's not just about the fucking money. I know. I know lots of motherfuckers that stay on that grind. For a long, I, for seven years I worked eight days a week. Or sorry, eight years. <laughs> wrong. It seemed like eight days yeah. a week. <laughs> huh? That's right, exactly right. <laughs> <laughs> so so for eight years I worked seven days a week. I had multiple jobs, and at one point in time I had four jobs. Wow. You know what I mean? And I was taking a little bit of Adderall. No, huh? fuck no, like three hours a day. Oh fuck. And that was where a lot of the divorce and everything—it all just—you can't sustain a certain amount of things. And yeah. You pick up a little part-time job afterwards because you need a little extra money, but then you get used to that money. So then you need a little part-time job to get a little extra more money. Mm-hmm. So you get a little extra part-time job, and then you need a little more money. But then you're fucking out of hours, and out of sleep the other day, <laughs> well, you know, because now you have to uh, you pay have for money. a lifestyle. You gotta that have that money. Had, yeah, you're, yeah. You're, it's not extra money. You're not. you I'm gonna work six. Mo- I'm gonna work an extra ten hours a week for six months. Stack those chips up. That extra hours, that overtime, becomes part of your income.
1: Mm-hmm.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: And you don't have that income once that goes away. You can't have that income go away.
1: Oh no! No way.
2: So then you're fucked. So then you're stuck in this rut and you're just, you're just digging and digging and digging. <laughs> you know yeah. what I mean? It's, it's all got to be relative to what you're actually trying to do in life and what you're trying to do.
1: Exactly. And a big, big part of it, like I always mentioned, is the people that oh, are actually yeah. part of it, right? Yeah. Like the people you surround yourself with, it's 100%. Yeah. <laughs> 100%. Yeah. How, I mean, not how well you're going to do in life, but how far you're going to get in life.
2: For sure. You know well, I mean? and if you're around people who are trying to do successful things and trying to better themselves... Hopefully, you're trying to do the same thing. Yeah. Usually, when you're not, it weeds yourself out, in my experience.
1: Mm -hmm.
2: Whether it's friend trips, jobs, whatever. If you got a bunch of people who are, you know, having a good time, you know, coming from your age and when you guys are coming from 21 and you're on your trip down to 30. So, you're going to have your friends that die off. You're going to have your friends that are going to be 28, 27, 26, and they're still partying like they're 21 and they're not doing shit and they're delivering pizza. Then you have your other friends who you graduated college with. And they're just fucking. Maybe they're already married and have kids, and they're on this fucking, <laughs> already kind of grind. <laughs> that's that's kind of
1: our stage right now, right? Like it's just a lot of friends are kind of getting married. You have one or the man. other. Yeah, you got the
2: partiers, or you got the people uh. there in their relationships doing their relationship uh-huh. thing. But it, you just kind of cut your own path. Yeah. Check back with them when they're thirty. Yeah, check, check back with after Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like. But you hope they will <laughs> be, right? Even if they get married, oh or yeah, sure. Yeah.
1: Oh, Do your own yeah. thing, boo boo. Like, hey, yeah. Yeah. yeah.
2: Never hate on nobody, man. Yeah. There's no reason to hate on nobody. That's just, and there's no reason to. There's no reason to compare yourself.
1: You
0: waste too much time doing that. Yeah. Because, like, coming from I, me and you are well aware with the people, some people we know that just hate on people mm-hmm. and they spend their time just gossiping about people. Like, I don't, I don't relate with you. Like, right. I can't spend time with no. you and I cut you off and right. I'll say hi to you on the streets and that's it. After that, like, I'm not going to talk about Joe Smo and then no. try to, like, chit chat on them. Like, I got better things to right. go and I'm moving forward on my stuff. Right. And, and people
2: like that are ones that just don't have shit going
0: on. They're bored.
2: Yeah. My fucking mom's that way. Sits home doing do another s <laughs> and wants to gossip and talk about a bunch of shit Or it's not that
0: they're bored also they hate their life too. Oh yeah. So yeah, they yeah. they want to see like somebody yeah. else like doing bad. So like, oh let's find yeah. out what he's doing. Oh yeah look at that. Oh my god, he got married at twenty two or yeah. shit like that and yeah. for giggles and for sure. And they run down that path. And a lot of times even if you look further than that, you can look back to a fucked up childhood too. Yeah. True. Because yeah. it's,
2: it's it, it usually doesn't come from nowhere. It stems yeah. from
1: something. It stems from, it stems from something. From
2: something, yeah. something comes from somewhere. Yep. You know what I mean? And, mm-hmm. and as some people do fucking greater and amazing stories about picking themselves up and fucking telling the world to go fucking suck a dick, and they're mm-hmm. something now. And some people get lost in the mix, man. Yeah. You know what I mean? They get they get on that one road, and they get locked up at one time. And say they get a juvie when they're 17 or 18, or a juvie when they're 17, and they come out, and then the next thing you know, they're locked up by 21. You know what I mean? The time of thirty. By the time you get in the situation, by thirty, you know how hard it is to try and. You're so far past 0 you They're you're so <laughs> far yeah. in the negative. Yeah, it's hard. That's 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 what about the spiral is, and that's why I tell people, when you are so far past a negative in your life, it's hard as fuck to get back to get back to a negative. And then you get to a negative, and then you still got to grow. But that from negative four to zero is a motherfucker. Oh that. yeah. You know what I mean? That's yeah. that's 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 the shit that makes or breaks people.
0: Yeah.
2: You know what I mean? You you. I, I've even done it with tattooing, you know. Like, I had to sit down and really make myself a better artist working around a bunch of people and wanted to be successful and had to sit down and talk with my wife. I'm like, all right, this is what I'm going to do for a year. And if it's not working for me all these years... Because my ex-wife was always trying to get me to quit tattooing. All right. She's um, uh, in more of a po- political kind Mm. of type realm a tattoo
0: artist with a political yeah she (laughs) became judge that worked out huh yeah (laughs) very (laughs) different
2: uh, um very different spectrum very different and she was always trying she wanted she saw the potential in me i was a very nice guy we were together when we were young i i didn't butt heads i wasn't Mm -hmm. a dick you know what i mean i'm a good person and she saw that and she thought i had this potential and thought i could do a lot more that kind of shit i don't have no interest in I have more interest in being a good person and loving yeah. father and good friend. You know what I mean? And, yeah. and What well, it should artist. be, right?
1: It's yeah. more than a social standard of... Uh, status. Oh, status, yeah, social status. I tend to
2: agree, but I don't want to shit on her dreams either. Mm. Oh, um, no, no, and I'm not specifically talking yeah. about her. No, no, I mean, yeah, start, yeah, yeah, exactly. yeah. Well, anyone's dreams yeah, are like that. Some people really... What I've kind of noticed in my life, those people who are like that uber successful, there's a whole lot of selfishness that takes that person to be that way. Mm-hmm. all those people that are fucking making that real bread and doing those real big things see how much time they spend at home with their wife yeah see how much time they uh, see how well they take care of themselves yeah. right. you know what i mean there's a lot of that that comes from a i'm going to do this i'm going to do that i'm going to i'm going to i'm going to i'm going to i don't give a fuck what's in my way i'm going to i'm going to i'm going gonna, gonna, gonna. to mm-hmm. and when there's other people who don't think that i'm going to they're like okay what can we what can we do how yeah. can we make this life better right. i want to see my friends be better i want to see but my coworkers do better. Mm-hmm. I want to see everybody do better. I don't want to see no one go down. Yeah, go down, you know, go
1: down the tubes or like yeah, just fuck their life up. Yeah, especially mm-hmm. on people you
2: care about, man. Yeah. you know. Mm-hmm.
0: What's your? It's called. So the podcast is called Nothing to Lose. Mm-hmm. What's what do you think when you hear Nothing to Lose?
2: Shit, nothing. Just simply what it is. Nothing to lose. What do you got to lose? You know what I mean. You got shit to lose. Right. And you don't really. Well, I guess to a certain extent you got to gamble a little bit, right? right. You got to put a little something online to have to have a, a payoff at the end. Mm-hmm. You got to spend your time sitting around talking to somebody to make sure the podcast works. You got to take that time per week. Time is money, yeah. especially yeah. when you're doing work for yourself. So there's the the gamble you're putting on here. I'm willing to spend these many hours a week to make sure this works. Yeah. You know what I mean? So you got to have a little of that gamble. You guys are having a little of it, but yeah. and nothing to lose. Or well, the hardest
1: part is just actually doing it, right? Yeah. Right. yeah I'm sure that. figuring out the quirks. Yeah. Figuring out the corks. Yeah. yeah, the, the, yeah sounds the sounds and, sounds and, and that. all that. Episode yeah. number two was. But A real shit show. <laughs>
3: <laughs>
2: but I, listen, I listened to it. It wasn't horribly. It was just
0: Tony's voice. Yeah, yeah that bass. And That, you that bass, the, huh? the cars going. <laughs> 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 well, I did. They, it was terrible. I never. I was also yelling too. I was excited. Like I don't know. Like this is this is pretty fun. Like this is For sure. something like just to talk to somebody. Like I know Paul, but I just found out ten new things about Paul that sure. I didn't know about. Yeah. And Paul just expressed himself to people out there, and people are like, whoa, like. Right. The when, 30 when do you ever sit down for an hour and just sit and yeah. talk to somebody just no sitting, you're, never. 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 never 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 you're always
2: oh, okay we're doing this over here all right we'll yeah, yeah. down over here yeah. Yeah, exactly you know? yeah. i call my, I, my wife and i are constantly on each other because i'll come home and i'll have my phone and she's like why the fuck are you on your phone I'm Same like, oh, dude, catch trust myself. me, dude, that's one thing i gotta
1: like catch myself on too yeah. is just being on the fucking phone all the time and i work like my job's Something super dead because i work retail mm-hmm. so if nobody's there i'm like oh you're a fucking phone I'm, not, right? Well, and I mean, same
2: for being a tattooer. Yeah. You know, I, I try to...
0: That's his networking.
2: Yeah. yeah. <laughs>
1: well, it, not just that.
2: It's hard for me because I'm an older cat. I'm not used to the, the social media. I'm not like a computer savvy dude. I'm not a gamer. I'm not none of that shit, you mm-hmm. know. Um, but when you have that downtime and you're in that used to being on that phone... What happens is, and then when you get home, it's you just automatically go right back to it. It's right. a, it's a, it's a suffer to be it. like, I'm going to put my phone over here and I'm not going to give a fuck. If, yeah. you, if you really need me, you have my house number. If it's an emergency, you can call me. Right. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Like, yeah. And the ones who need to get a hold of you, they have that kind of information. And everybody else, it's not, you know, there was a point in time, you guys, I don't know if you guys remember because you're younger, but there was a point in time where you couldn't get a hold of somebody. You know what I mean, no one got <laughs> a hold of you. Fuck, we went through the hills of Hamoa, my mom didn't have my fucking cell phone yeah. number. Like it was just don't go die. You, you know, know what I mean? Yeah. Even with the first flip phone, <laughs> like you
0: will go dead zones. You'll oh, be in dead for zones They're sure. like, why don't you answer? I or have to <laughs> talk for two seconds because it was like four ninety nine a minute. I'm
1: okay. Bye. <laughs> 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 I'm <laughs> alive, Mom. Everything's good.
0: Uh, <laughs> or what about that first text bill when like, you you got your first <sighs> girlfriend and you're like, oh, I got unlimited. And it's like 500 bucks later and then you just chewed out. Yeah. That's how the ph- that, But that's how the phones <laughs> were that, too, that's man. That's how they made the money right I there. I
2: had the, in 90, I think, uh, 97, uh, 98, I got my first, it was a PCS. And my mom, my mom still has the same number, but, you know, I was 18. I, I had a job, but, like, fucking I got a build it was like 400 bucks man like you know what I mean and yeah. she, I was like mom I can't do this and she's like well then give me the phone and I was like "Phone phone's yours now she had that motherfucker for like 10 years man she <laughs> took it she, it was the one you pulled <laughs> off you know what I mean pulled the antenna oh, yeah, 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 yeah. she took it in to get well, a flip phone at that point in time and everybody was laughing at her and then she held that flip phone for like 10 years and then just went and got an iPad and she took the phone in there and was like wow look at this relic it's <laughs> <laughs> a fossil dude it's exactly
1: still. <laughs> It's oh, it's a crazy
2: what they do with technology. What you know? What's going to be in in ten years? You just know, what's going to be yeah. in twenty
1: years? Like the um, how far we've the gone VR. in technology? <laughs> it's it's crazy world. in the last what thirty years? How Twenty. Twenty years? I mean, how really much think happened. about it. think it from like the early two thousands. Yeah.
0: What like year were you guys born? Ninety-two. Ninety-two.
2: 92. So think about just in, in two thousand. Yeah. You know what I mean? The dial-up. Do you guys remember the Y two K? Oh yeah, yeah, I do I remember that. Oh man, in Texas everyone it thought this shit deal, was dude. oh it was going down. <laughs> My buddy had like MREs, we were locked down the tattoo shop, <laughs> had fucking A K forty sevens, everyone was gonna start writing, we was gonna be locked down and loaded, you know.
1: What was the main I, I oh I they was the war supposed to add? I I know about the Y two K. I don't know what
2: it was the what computer, the thing behind it was. The computer couldn't understand zero zero.
1: Oh, is that what it was? And that was going to shut down
0: everything. <laughs> We're done. It's and over. look how stupid that yeah. sounds now. <laughs>
2: yeah. But at that time, everyone was like,
3: fuck! <laughs> <laughs> We're done for. And then, oh.
2: was, and then it was the Milan calendar, and like, was it 2012? Yeah. 2012.
1: Yeah. 2012. Oh. That's it. That's it. We're still here, guys. Nice to you. So I'm still Let's Let's What's next? <laughs> All right, we'll go back to work now, yeah. guys. <laughs>
0: that's but right. Th- and then we go to that, that privacy thing. Like, you know, that's probably like what's killing the older folks right now. Like. There, there is no privacy, oh, no. and we're living in that. You place. put it out there, it's forever. Everybody knows where you're at, or what mm-hmm. you're doing, or who mm-hmm. you're with, yeah. and beat pop. Yeah,
2: right. you follow your own phone.
0: Yeah. I mean, like... Those, all those apps? Man,
2: <laughs> you, like, back in the day, you know how like you know how easy you can get caught up on your phone? Be, you know, nowadays, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. you girl can see where you've been. You can't lie about shit. She can have an app trap on your phone. She right. can mirror image. Like, if you're one of those people, she can mirror everything that's coming into your phone. Or if you're one of those people, he can do it, too. Like, it... That's just crazy. Your yeah. whole kid. you could Your kid can be texting people and you get everything your kid's getting. Mm-hmm. You know, it's it's, it's fucking wild. Yeah. yeah. I mean,
1: there's positives to it, but also many, many negatives.
2: I mean, the lack of communication, man. It's sad when you go to restaurants and you see people not talking to uh, each other. Yeah. yeah. You see everybody, just like the three of us sitting here right now, but ev- everybody's sitting and staring at their phone.
3: Yeah.
2: yeah. No one's having a conversation. No one's looking at themselves eye to eye. Like, that kind of shit's going to be gone. You know what I mean? Those... I was, listening, I was listening to something they were talking about like uh, autism and what's the Asperger's right the higher one mm-hmm. that they were thinking a, a, a term could a thought could be that that could be the next evolution in people because right. they're not as social like yeah. we need to be social yeah. right. they're super fucking smart They've it's kind of
0: going on with our generation already because like you see people and they won't acknowledge each other that's and right. like People from yours like, hey, how you been? Even if right. I hate you, I'm gonna say what's up. I'm gonna throw the deuces. Exactly. And now, and it's, and it's really, I don't want to be. Seen. We would see it rude.
2: Like yeah. motherfucker, look at me. I'm talking to yeah. you. Like, why won't you look at me? But we come from the generation that had the stern handshakes, and you're a man's word, and a man's man. Is do as you fucking say. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, we came, we came from some hard people. Like, my my mom had a rough. You know, her parents were severe alcoholics at one point in time. Right. But I'm sure. My grandfather, uh, I come from a big Irish family, so my grandfather's grandparents were from over from Ireland,
0: right? Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah. And they lived on a farm in Kansas, there were seven of them. But they all, as soon as they had them, they, had, they were farmed out to other farms because they couldn't feed seven kids. Yeah. So you feed my kid and he'll plow your fucking field yeah. and he'll lift your hay and he'll do whatever yeah. he needs to do. I'll, for I'll pay your back and you pay yeah. my back Yeah, and the thing. only way you got out of anything is you joined the military there was no fucking going yeah. to college you yeah. know what I mean like yeah. that was for rich people nobody fucking working a field in Kansas was going to be going my grandma in Oklahoma and the fucking my great grandfather was a bootlegger she used to tell me the story cuz there was I mean, like four girls and a, the boy in her family and the boy was a little boy and she said one day there's this old car and they lived down this old dirt road in Oklahoma you know All Right. and uh she said, this cars coming down. And my dad thought it was the cops. And so he t- had me take the barrels of shine and go dump them in the little pond they had out there. <laughs> <Go> back <laughs> to Prohibition era? Uh huh. Okay. We'll come to find out it was some dude wanting to buy the two barrels of shine. Oh, so the girls had to go <laughs> in the pond, swim, and get the barrels. And,
3: yeah.
2: you know, like if you told your fucking eight year old to go do that now, she'd be like, I'm calling CPS. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, know, Dad. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. like, we are bitches compared to what was just five generations ago, Damn. three generations ago. The shit that they went through and. Shit that they experienced, man.
0: Even the shit we do now. Like I remember telling my dad like a couple of weeks ago, like about how people go to Carlsbad just to look at flowers. And right. They're like, what the fuck? Like, <laughs> like, fuck like serious? Like, Why you would you do that? Yeah. And you wait in line to do this? Yeah. It's like, stupid. <laughs> like, it's just a complete, like, it's just crazy how. And we're probably going to look at th- that, too. Like, the kids growing up right now, what they're growing up accustomed to doing. Oh, and for then, sure. And then in 10 years, me and Alex are like, what the fuck? Like, we're going right. to be that gr- grumpy 30-year-old. What
2: goddamn mumble rap bullshit <laughs> these guys are listening to. You know, where's my good old gangster 90s right? rap, you yeah. know?
0: All these littles, like, I, I don't affiliate with them. I can't. I don't even know what to listen to now.
2: Well, think about, like, my generation. Because my generation, or, like, maybe, say, say I'm 40, so maybe, like, 10 years older. So in my generation, what I envision a grandfather, he's got the old school glasses, he's got the Pete slacks, you know what I'm saying? He's got the fucking crazy top on. That's what a grandfather's look is. Mm -hmm. But now, generations like your kid, someone your age has a kid, and I would be like a grandfather. They would look at me, and dad's still got a hat on backwards, he's wearing a flannel. You know what I'm saying? Like he's listening to old 90s. Like it's not the same kind of grandfather that was just 20 years ago grandfather. Or grandmother, you right. know what I mean? Like, yeah. it's, it's the same difference. Look at the 80s. You want to see those shows in the 80s and all these chicks got the big, like, that's not <laughs> what grandma looks like no. nowadays, you know?
0: It's coming back with the jeans, though. Oh, is <laughs> it? The
2: colored jeans?
3: <laughs> <laughs> you motherfuckers. But <laughs> <laughs> <It's laughs> well,
2: everything's got to go back around. Like, in my time, you would not ever be worn with pink on past the 80s. If you were in the 80s, not nah, I wouldn't even though, But you could get away wearing some bright-ass pink. But like when you were in the nineties, ain't no, no goddamn yeah, way yeah, you would yeah, ever yeah. had no pink nothing on. You know what I mean? Nothing.
0: And the twenties came and then like real men wear pink. Yeah. <laughs> and you have all the old dudes being 2000s, like, oh yeah. shit. <laughs> <laughs> but then it'll go back again, everyone's be like pink's whack, no one should wear pink. Yep. And right now we got the high waisted, the high waisted jeans the girls going on, yeah. and that's probably what the low rise looks so much better though, man.
2: The girls, the ha- like, you gotta have ass to pull out the high waisted jeans. Like, and I mean ass. I don't mean kind of an ass. I mean, you gotta have cakes. Ass. You gotta have cakes, because if you don't have it, hey. you look like a long bag. Yeah. <laughs> your back don't end, girl. <laughs> no, it goes from your shoulders to your knees. <laughs> when, there's, when there's four inches of skin there, four inches of fabric just dangling around, and nothing.
0: <laughs> but then we go back to you gotta fit in. That's you right. So you gotta do what's going on and That's right. follow the culture and the. And, and that's also scary, you know, with me having a daughter who's 13, like, social media and, like... Hey, you must be worried. You want you want to lock her up?
2: Yeah,
3: <laughs> lock everybody else up, too.
2: <laughs> you know, like, it scares me with these phones. You know, all these young girls sending fucking pictures of themselves to these dudes. And they're dudes, like, you can't, you can't expect a 16-year-old man not to act like a fucking idiot because he's a fucking idiot. Right? You
0: know what I mean? Like yeah, to tell your boys what you got. You know what I'm saying? <laughs>
2: yeah, and... And you can't expect like he, you can't expect him not to like try and push the issue. He's going, he's going, he's a dude. And testosterone wants you a little yeah. bit. Like, he's going to. And so if a girl comes into that next thing, you know, you got your daughter's fucking like that's just that that's like a fucking nightmare. Like that would just be horrible. You know what I mean? I, I hope that she uh, enough has been instilled that she would never do nothing like that. But fuck. Yeah. People are doing it. Never know. Yeah. I would do. I would be asking for it if I was sixteen. <laughs> Someone else's daughter. It's just, just so easy, <laughs> <right>? <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean. Just so easy, like, it's
0: out there, and they're throwing themselves out there, and they're doing it because everybody else is doing it.
2: And you don't, and there's not the threat of having a conversation. There's not the intimidation of sitting and looking at somebody and talking to somebody. There's no consequences. Yeah. Once you send it, it's it. What do you no. to do before fucking fax a nude? <laughs> like. No, there was no fucking.
3: <laughs> 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 Bro, when I had to go see
2: some titties, we stole like the the, the homeboys, dads, playboys, and living room. We'd go stick them in some rock somewhere else.
1: Okay, look, my, I go first, guys. Yeah, and look of some those
2: sticky magazines. Well, you would not even like that. You were just looking at it. You know, I'm talking like 10 years old. You know, you know you staring at oh wow look at this bush you know <laughs> like now two seconds and you're seeing fucking
1: bullshit bang <laughs> yeah like
2: like all all of it like that, that's crazy and it's not hard to find
0: oh, <laughs> it'll find you if you're on some of the right stuff right <laughs> you know you get that cookie that cookie takes you to the boom bomb <laughs> but then what's the other alternative a censorship so you know what I mean like it's the mm. it's the devil's advocate the
2: yeah. double-edged sword
0: you know what I mean. But I don't know. He's outside. Oh, North Park. You know the hippies out here. That's right. <laughs> you get the good ones.
2: You get the little cluckers walking by, looking like ducks when they walk outside the window. Yeah. <laughs> uh,
0: going back to the whole tattooing and everything. What do you do when you're not tattooing?
2: Uh, man, I spend time yeah, with my time. F- I spend time with my family. Yeah. I really enjoy that. Um, uh, I've been getting back into the gym and just trying to live a healthier lifestyle. My body's so fucked up that I don't. If I want to, I'm 40 and I have a nine-month-old, so if I want to be able to play with my kid in 10 years, i got to maintain myself um, and just try and keep a maintenance on myself. Push myself, but not push myself till I hurt myself. Mm-hmm. Right. You know what I mean? I just got to find that happy medium. I'm naturally a big dude, so I walk by McDonald's and gain fucking five pounds. <laughs> <I> s- oh, <laughs> oh, man. Smell that shit. Oh. Oh, ankle <laughs> swell up. <I> <laughs> <laughs> Seriously. <laughs> And, and I got—I've never had a, a drug addiction problem, but sugar's always been. That's just the way I always. Well, I mean, sugar's
1: that's that's been. a big addiction, dude. Especially oh, nowadays, it's sure. like, it it does kill people pretty much, right? Yeah. Oh no, it does of, kill people. Yeah. 100%. Yeah. Yeah. The, the amount of sugar consumption, especially, in and all sugar
2: the, just doesn't come from what you think sugar comes yeah. from. Yeah. That means breads too.
1: Processed, yeah. And not even
2: all the, that. That's not even processed. That's just sugar and grains. Mm-hmm. Then you talk. Then you add processed crap on top of that. Yeah. So now you got three fucking negatives. You got to stay away from.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: You know
2: what I mean? So what do you just eat? Meat and veggies.
1: Right. You just gotta be careful. <laughs> whole foods. Go to <laughs> you, Whole Foods.
2: Yeah. You know it's it's hard and it's not cheap. They make they make Jack in the Box super convenient. Yeah. You oh, yeah. got three dollars and you're starved. You will get full. Oh,
0: yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> you, you know. You'll pay for it later too. Yeah, <laughs> yeah.
2: and you know, like your guys' age, it ain't shit to do it. But when you get to be a little bit older, my old my age, it's it's not. It doesn't come off like it did. You yeah, know what I mean, like it's just it's not yeah. the same. I could before eat right, do right, shave some shit off, and like 15, 20 pounds would be nothing.
0: Even right now, yeah. it, it doesn't come off the same as it did when I was twenty one. Like yeah, 21. but you have way less yeah. body fat on you, bro. Yeah. There's
2: like that's like a double edge. So yeah. it's not because your age, it's because you don't yeah. have
0: nearly the body sure. fat.
2: If you were back to your old ways, 50 pounds heavier, not giving two fucks, yeah. and then changed it, it would come off
1: just as fast. True. You just have a, your starting line was way further back. Yeah. Yeah. Genetics, too, play a big part on it. Yeah. You know, how your body processes certain For sure. Yeah. Certain and knowing foods. your body. No, yeah.
0: Because before this, I, when Paul was walking in, he told me he switched to keto. Yeah. So.
2: Oh, you're ketogenic? Yeah. Diet? yeah. Well, I've been doing like the intermittent fasting. Oh, I've been doing that too, dude. Yeah. Yeah. I fucking love it. Yeah. It, it feels good. makes me feel like I've never felt before. And having all the fucked up body parts that I have, Mm -hmm. I don't have the, like, pains because I don't have those inflammatories. Yep, You know what I mean? Uh, Mm -hmm. I do the intermittent fasting, and then I do pretty much uh, keto. And then at nighttime, I have up to, like, 30, 40 carbs to Mm -hmm. spike my insulin for a little bit of, like, a recoup at night. Right. And then back into Uh ketosis the next
3: morning.
1: Yeah. I I did, like, two years ago, the intermittent fasting, Mm -hmm. and it worked amazing. I loved it good. Then I, I started again about two weeks ago. Yeah. And dude, like,
2: you do. What's your time frames? I'm doing like I'm 14 to 16. 14.
1: To I've done up to 18. Just okay. being busy. Yeah. You know so, what I mean. Yeah, that's what I did. And I did a normally I do from 10 p.m. and I, I, I stop my fasting at 2 p.m. Yeah. That's that's that's. that's most people do that, yeah right? it's in more in between reasonable. like nine, ten, and then yeah. like two or three yeah mm-hmm. but it's like because your insulin levels are pretty low at yeah. that point when once you get your fir- first meal in dude you yeah. feel like you took a red bull man he has so much energy on oh, you it's it's just saying just in
2: general difference, just waking up having my daughter she's type 1 diabetic and so it's i've since we've she's been diagnosed i've tried really hard to put a good example for her. i remember when mm-hmm. she was in the hospital you, know, you share rooms with people and there was yeah. this lady with her daughter her daughter was about 15 years old and her a1c levels were at way out of lack whack and uh, they were you know talking to her about eating right and mom was cold 400 pounds you yes. know what i mean and she's yeah. like you tell her doc you tell her doc we <laughs> eat breakfast every morning she has her circle k and i have my fruit Lo- or my yeah. frosted flakes and i'm thinking to myself well who the fuck wants to eat circle k when you're eating frosted flakes right. next to them like that's not fucking no-brainer, you yeah. know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, I so I've, I've always example. tried really hard to, when, when when we're with my daughter, like I don't want her to feel alienated. I want her to, you know, she eats the way we all should eat. Yeah. But she has to. She has it.
1: to. She's, She's forced to do it just So I just want to show her,
2: like, it's okay to eat that way. It doesn't end your life. It doesn't stop your life. No. You mm-hmm. know? Um, so I, I try really hard to do, like, some of the low carbs, and mostly just because I'm a fat ass, and I don't want to be an old old fat ass, you know what I mean?
0: <laughs> I want to be around. I yeah, wanna be around. And,
2: and I want to be mobile, man. My body's fucked up. I don't. If I get sedentary, it, it's a lot worse. You know what I mean? Like a lot. It, my energy levels. I, I was kind of slipping, man. And told my 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 uh, my wife kind of sent me down one day. She's like, I don't know what the fuck your problem is. I hadn't said nothing, but you need to get off out of your ass, like, because I've always been. I mean, you know, I've always been yeah. into working out and stuff like that. Yeah. And. Just uh, I, I don't know what happened, you know, and reality so,
0: check right there.
2: Yeah, okay. she told me that, and then I watched uh, the magic pill. I had done keto before because a lot of my family members in Texas or do keto. Okay, and I I remember how great I felt doing keto,
3: mm-hmm.
2: and um, and naturally like when being, when I eat like I've never been one of those people who wakes up hungry. I've always been one of those people who could not eat. I could go to the gym, work out, and not eat till like mm-hmm. twelve o'clock. Right. you know what I mean. So doing the intermittent fasting and the keto kind of just works in perfectly for me. Yeah. And uh, I watched that show, The Magic Pill. And if you guys haven't seen The Magic Pill on Netflix, it's fucking great. And The Magic Pill is healthy food. Shit. That's The mm-hmm. Magic Pill. It shows people, it shows what the ketogenic does for people who have autism, like severe autism, who can't talk. Right. It changes them 100 fucking 50%. Uh. People, the lady with cancer. I mean, just, and you look at it, and granted, it's a it's a documentary, and it's not necessarily for like the ketogenic diet, but it's like a low-carb, no-processed. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like they say, if, if you're reading something and it says... Extra supreme, good, great for you. Then right. It's probably fucking not if it has to tell you how good it is for yeah. you. 100% juice. You know
1: what I'm saying? Exactly. <laughs> so Can't be 100% juice. For, the yeah. for those yeah. people that don't know, what does it what, what what does a ketogenic diet consist of?
2: Yeah, you want to do like medium pro, like low proteins. You don't want to go crazy on the protein. Yeah, you want to do healthy fats and veggies.
1: Healthy fats more than anything, right? Healthy fats. Yeah, anything.
2: you want to you want to get your body going into ketosis state, especially for like me. You know. Um, I heard explained once is like people who are bigger, we have a bunch of no granola bars already on us. <laughs> you just got to learn how to tap into yeah. use it. You yeah. know what I mean? So if you can get into where you're burning that, you can burn those and burn that off of you instead of like having your meal. Like if you get up and you have, even if you're trying to be healthy, and you have a smoothie or you have some of that oatmeal that's got nothing to it, it's low sugar and maybe right. like 20 grams of carbs oatmeal. Mm-hmm. You got to burn all that off before you start burning any fat when you're working out. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Compared to, the old thought was, you get up, you have a meal, you eat every two hours. I've done that, the yeah, the I've done the brown, brown. rice, the yeah. turkey, the black bean shit, yeah. and that stuff does good, but it is so fucking bland and has no flavor, yeah. it sucks. I didn't realize how good fat was until I went to the Keto Jake diet, I was like, yeah. wow. Like even just like a little bit the avocado or maybe using a little bit of bacon grease to cook with something just a, just a little bit
1: change like that.
0: And don't you see that easier like even when you want to go out and you need out? Oh yeah. And you can actually pick something on the oh, menu. Oh, for sure.
1: Yeah. But well, the whole stigma against the word fat. People think it's bad right off oh. the bat. Run, yeah, for <laughs> yeah.
0: yeah. yeah. sure. I want it off of me. I mean, why am I going to eat it? Yeah, no, it but like,
1: yeah, like healthy fats is like they don't understand that there are actually it's, there's healthy, yeah, it's healthy fats that are actually going to benefit you.
2: Even everything that like the health heart disease guidelines are full of shit. They've been proven full of shit. They're bought off. They're. It, it's <laughs> already been proven the sugar companies. It's not like a conspiracy theories. Like yeah. it's been fucking proven yeah. that sugar companies paid off to do that kind of stuff. Back in the 50s. and like the, and like the heart disease thing, the way they did that is like the people that came up with that they just took 60 people and was like, what you eat the last 60 days, and the one thing in common was like the meats. And mm-hmm. oh, there's your cholesterol and there's your saturated mm-hmm. fats. That's what you gotta stay away from. <laughs> but you weren't asking anyone's other part of their diet, right? You know that 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 magic pill. Like you, it was, it's a, it's a great documentary. Yeah. It's it's a it's a good one. It's only about an hour, and uh, I mean they just showed. They show like an older lady who – she reminded me of my mom – like an older lady who's not taking care of herself, who's overweight, doesn't eat good, mm-hmm. isn't isn't inactive, not doing nothing. Right. Her mom had Alzheimer's. She felt like she was gonna early-onset Alzheimer's. Yeah. She changes her way completely, and she just becomes a whole other individual person.
3: Yeah. You know what I
2: mean? And even – I've been on it two weeks now, you know, uh, and I just uh, – You know, I've been out hiking, uh, I've been trying to get, some. I'm just trying to get motion to build up stuff in my legs for my knees. I just, I want to be, I want to be moving. I don't want to be sitting still. But eating the other way, I didn't give a fuck about sitting still. I Mm -hmm. was, it was, I was, it's too easy for me to not do fucking shit. I don't have that. I'm not one of those overeager beaver dudes that's always got to be doing something. I ain't got <laughs> no problem sitting down and watching some Netflix. And yeah. Yeah. You know what I mean? And when you get <laughs> older in life and, and, and your diet's wrong, it's just easier to get caught up in that bullshit yeah. and, just, and just not, and not changing anything. Yeah. Yeah, yeah,
0: I don't care. Yeah. don't. stuck in your ways. Too. I just
1: don't think they know, man. I think if people would yep. realize. The whole. Infor- they don't, yeah, they don't know. It. All the information is out there. Not, not that, but they
2: don't, don't know how good they can feel.
1: Oh well, when they do Do you it, know what I'm saying? I, yeah, they yeah, don't yeah, yeah, yeah. they don't
2: realize they see like, you know, if your if your family is a little overweight, they see you eating healthy and like, no, oh, this motherfucker's not he's not eating bread again. <laughs> you know what I mean? Or he's not having no sweets. Yeah. But the fact is is if if you knew how good you could feel just the way you are, not doing anything different by then changing your food, right? Why mm-hmm. wouldn't you? Mm hmm. Yeah. Why, why would not you? We <laughs> with the intermittent fasting, we eat way too much as people. There's no reason.
1: There's, yeah. We yeah.
2: shouldn't. We shouldn't eat every two hours. Right. It keeps your body in a digestion the whole entire
0: time. We eat one meal and we're already thinking about our second meal. Exactly. <laughs> you
2: know, and, and, <laughs> and especially when you're eating stuff that burns off, and you're burning those carbs because it burns so. You know what I'm yeah. talking about? Yeah. You're so at two hours after you've done a good run and you have yeah. something that's like a, a good carb to it. Two hours later, you're
0: fucking starving, craving something else. Like you haven't eaten yeah. in two days, and your energy's just like.
2: I don't have that feeling if I haven't eaten for eighteen hours. Maybe. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, like, and maybe it'd be different if I had less body fat on me. Right. That I would maybe have to change that, but I, I still I can't see another way. When we were cavemen hunting motherfucking things with spears, we didn't eat it every two yeah. hours. Nope. nope. We did. We didn't, we didn't stretch before we chased that motherfucker <laughs> down and <laughs> hunted him. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, we had to outrun that dude. Maybe we hadn't eaten for two days. Right. Yeah. But you still had to outrun that person mm-hmm. or that animal and get that animal.
1: Yeah. You
2: know. So I mean. When I hear that kind of stuff that they talk about, it it just it makes it makes kind of sense. It's not like I'm a smart I fucking I'm an right. idiot, but what they say, if what I've learned about history and shit like that, it, it makes sense to me. That's the kind of stuff we were
0: we were meant to eat. It's common sense out there. Like if you just take your time, and then you're like, oh, you put one and one together. You, you see, would you think see so, it. <laughs> but in right. the '80s, it wasn't common sense at
2: all. Right. True. Like not even mm-hmm. close. It was. I grew up every day where you had dessert. You eat your meal and you have dessert. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's fucking horrible. Yeah. You don't have to have dessert every single yeah. You don't need to have dessert once a week. Yeah, I mean, really, you don't. Mm-hmm. There's no, there's no reason, reason no. for it. you can have dessert. You can have it. You there's know, no health benefit to it. There, like it's, it's not. It's
0: just uh. I
2: was used as sugar as a reward to eat your shit food, and the shit food was your meat and veggies. Yeah, yeah.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: You know and I mean, that's the era that I grew. That was. Yeah. You know, mom was a, a single mom, so she did what she could do. It's not like she was coming home and making three-course meals. Right. You know, she was stopping by Jack and Box, getting off of a long day of work, and coming home and feeding me, you know what I mean? Boom. Having sodas. I, re- I remember when sodas first became all you could drink. It was the shit. <laughs> I hate, because I've always been, like, a big drinker, like, yeah. a fluid. So yeah. you, I drink, a you know, 32 ounces when I drink, when I eat, and I'm just constantly drinking. And yeah, I'd go, and... I'd sip on a soda and I'd get so pissed because it'd be gone in like two seconds and then when they gave you free refills I was like, oh, oh shit it's on. It's on. I had yeah, about man. six of them, right? Real quick like, you know? Game changer. 130 <laughs> calories at, at, at eight ounces of pop and I'm just fucking putting it down like nobody's <laughs> business. <laughs> Stupid. Yeah.
0: Well, one hour and thirty minutes, Paul. Yeah. Uh, it's been
1: good, it's man. It's been good.
0: It's
1: great combo. People out
0: there, follow Paul, I'll tag him, tag him his Instagram. Thank, Thank you for having me. Yeah, thanks for coming through. Um, ever interested in a tattoo or anything like
1: that? Um, we'll just kind of re- re- say again, where, where, where do you uh, work uh, at? Oh, off sorry. of a uh,
2: university in North Park. We're right between Utah and Idaho. Yep, yep. yep. Um, anytime, we're there all the time. Social media, Woggleweezy underscore SMT. Uh, you can hit me up there. Check out my stuff, and it was a real pleasure. Hanging yep. out, no, man, definitely. I Thank you so much anytime, for coming in, man. Anytime, I'll come back. Yeah,
1: we'll home. definitely have to do it again. Yeah, for sure. If you
0: enjoy this, guys, let us know. Give us a rating. Tell us on Instagram. DM me. DM Alex. DM Joy for not coming today. Fucker. Let us know. <laughs> Paul. <laughs> haven't you. met you, Joy, but you're a dick
2: dude. for not being here. Yeah, exactly. It was fun.
1: Yeah. I got to go to a play, guys. Fuck you, dude. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking play. <laughs> All right, hopefully guys. It'll, hopefully, they will make a million. <laughs> <laughs> no, thank you guys for listening. We'll catch you guys next week. Peace. It. Later.
0: Later.